episode number 25 of the Eclectic Soundtracks podcast. Today we talk with Ray Prim. Ray's an Austin-based musician. He's a self-described singer and soul writer. Today we talk about what really brought him to Austin. We talk about his musical influences and a whole lot of other things in between. We'd like to thank Ray for letting us use his songs for our intro and outro. Show Ray some love by going to rayprim.com. You can catch him on all social media platforms, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. And um, we don't have any sponsors as of yet, so no point in plugging anything right now. Uh, Get to it and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Fuck It episode of Eclectic Soundtracks. Uh, we've got Ray Prim here with us today, and we're uh, we're using Skype, and we're going to do our best, and we're going to hope for our best. And, and thanks, Ray, for being a trooper and uh, coming on our super professional podcast here. Skunk is going backwards. You're supposed to be supposed to technology is supposed to take us forward, and Skunk is taking two steps backwards. Skunk. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, I you. I can't. I can't be held responsible. It's we've been under Donald Trump for four years, man. I can't be. I can't be expected to progress intellectually. Speaking I'll of which, you. Ray, I, I know you're a big Donald Trump fan, so I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> you don't even call it, Yeah, number forty-five, I believe, is uh, your reference. <laughs> four or five. That's how old he is. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Um, Man, I it, thanks for doing the thanks for coming on and talking with us. Uh, I've been a fan for a while. I actually know of you, and I don't I don't believe we've met in person. Um, but I first became aware of you through Dave Madden's the Eleven Fifty Nine Songwriting Group. Oh yeah, I love that group. Yeah, it's super awesome, man. Uh, I, I'm assuming you just got the email about uh, the next uh, season, so to speak, the, ne- the the next year, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah um, it's crazy. I, I'm actually. I, was, I forgot about that Dave was going to do this. I was taking a break because I just have 10 songs that we were, we were about to work on another, another CD. I was like, well, I guess I'll add, I'll see what happens and I'll, I'll push it back. So I'm not, I'm not going to start mixing it until after I finish Dave's thing, see what happens. Okay. What, well, but she'll do that within like a week. Like that's the, that's the running joke in that, in that group though, is like Ray's already written all the songs. Like the second Dave sends out the email, like you're super prolific, man. You write really fast. He gives it to us all at once, right? Yeah. No, no. You, there's like, we have, it's like two weeks per song, but you usually like just the shit them out. And you're like, and I think he made that joke like last year about like, See everybody in 2021. Ray's already written his songs, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I ain't got nothing else to do. I, I, I'm just used to being um, in a, in a like, for a year. I'm like, I think it was for like a year and a half. I was in a songwriting group and we wrote a song um, once a week. When someone you get to that, like having two weeks to do something, you know, and then I have yeah. a job, so I, usually I, I do it in like the first two or three days. And um, see what happens. Because I try to spit stuff out just enough to where it's demo tile, and then I'll go back and and um, go through it a little bit more. So sure. And now, and for like the songs within that, I, 
it's I think it's been two or three years now. I can't even remember. But have you recorded some of the songs and like have you released some of the songs that you've written for that group? Or are they all sort of in a demo state? No, oh no, no, yeah. I mean, there's a song called um So Gently Down the Stream, I wrote in um, his group. Um that's on an album. Um Stop Fronting, I wrote in, in his group. That's on an album. When Hope Let's Go, that's on an album. I wrote in that group. Um, there was one of those tunes that I really, really love, man. I think it might be that one when Hope Let's, let's Go. Or, ah, gently Down the Stream. I was checking out some of your stuff earlier today, and I, I didn't come across that one. But it's, um, I mean, all your stuff is cool, man. Like, I dig all your music. What's that? Too Much too much To Lose. I wrote in that one. Yeah, I wrote, yeah. Uh, I wrote in Dave's. I think, I think that right now, Dave's? That might have not happened days. But gently down the stream, when I just go down this, because that one of the, remember, one of the things was gently um, down, was right. like both right. things. So I wrote that one. Um, I just go through a, a, a stream of consciousness, and I still want to go make America great again, and all this stuff at the end of it. Um, it's a long, 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 um, not a rap, but just, just has a lot of words. It takes a long time for me to remember. It took me for like two months to remember. It was horrible. <laughs> I couldn't remember that shit for nothing. Can I curse? Oh yeah, man. Uh, yeah, oh. for sure. Um, <laughs> the um, now you have a a home studio. You do all your recording in there. Yeah. Um, you know, because um, it got to the point like like you said, I write a lot, right? And so, you know, you finish an album, and you go to like a a real studio, and you spend all this time going to a real studio, but by the time you've finished that, you've already written another album. You know, you've already kind of like, you know, I like to spit stuff out. So I was like, you know, I need to start building this at home so I can build on it and go as I, at my own pace and, and do what I want. So I um, got Roger Blevins from Mingo Fish Trap, and he talked me through a lot of this stuff, and I got a UAD thing, and and I built drums and Sometimes I build the keys. Got my y'all can't see my bass and all that stuff. My bass and all that stuff behind me, and and now I got my guitar player. He has a home thing. The strings, two of the string players, they got a home thing. And um, and my keys, I got to use a guy that's England. I, I use a lot, and we just saw been we've been recording at home, sending tracks back and forth since forever. So now we get we're pretty we're pretty we're like a machine with it now. Yeah, it's great, man. I mean, this whole COVID thing has really forced everyone's hand. I mean, it, it, it was already something that was happening a lot, but I, I think every, I mean, everyone's having to do it by necessity now. And there's a lot of things that are so great about it. I agree. I, I love the, cause there's so much stuff that I have that's just demo and I've never really taken it quote unquote to the studio. And then, like you said, then that process starts to happen. And then by the time it's even ready, you're like, yeah, I've moved on, you know? Um, yeah. I've really been trying to kind of get more into the, home recording world and, and, and do that as well. So do you mix your own stuff too? You, or uh, like all you do is just everything in house, right? A lot of the stuff that you've released or what is the, a lot of the stuff that's the release stuff. Do you have guys that you use for that? No, I, I, I do everything. I mix everything. Awesome. It's like, so just kind of, it's just, man, it's like anything else. The more you practice, the better you're going to get. And, and I've learned sure. that with mixing, it's a matter of time. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you can go to a badass studio but if you only got enough money to re record and mix something for a day, you're not going to go out with a great product. You know, mixing takes time. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, so, and I'm slow as hell. So it's like, I, I work on a kick for a kick for like two or three days until I yeah. get it right. Like I yeah, want yeah. to get it. 
I work on the vocal, I might sit down working the vocal for two hours. And if it doesn't sound like I want to sound, I just get up and walk away and come back. You know, there's no label telling me I got to have it out at a certain time. So, and then I use Easy Drummer. I've only used my real drummer. Um, the last nine albums, I guess, that I've done, I've only used them twice. Like, I build the drums. I program the drums. And this is a program called Easy Drummer. So they have great sounds. And I build my kit. And then you can switch the kit out. Once I get into MIDI, I can do whatever I want. Like, I'm a MIDI guy. Like, yeah, sure. I can manipulate MIDI. You know, it's like I can make piano sound like it's like I've been playing for all my life. You know, and that's just my right hand or, or, or a little bit of a couple, like a little snippets of samples. But if you get me into the MIDI world, it's over. You work it's in pro. Rap. You work in Pro Tools. Yep. Yep. Um, and um, yeah, easy, uh, easy drummer. They're the some. Uh, I don't. Is it Tune Track? That's the company I think, and they do yeah. Superior Drummer and all that shit. I love that stuff. I've used Superior Drummer a lot, man. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, Superior Drummer is, is is a is a CPU hog, man. I've been I've been wanting to go over to it. I'm like, God damn, they like. They not only want to live there, they want to like kick everything out the house. That's like, <laughs> like eight one gigs or some shit. Damn, it's like ridiculous how much it is. Uh, I, I, uh, is it? I don't know about all that. Uh, maybe huge, the newer man. one. Yeah, it's, it's superior three is because I, I I accidentally bought the um because you know they had the expansions. Yeah. I accidentally bought a superior drummer expansion. I was like, damn, I can't use this. So it was, it was for a folk thing. I'm doing something for a folk guy. And I was like, oh, this drum sound would be perfect. And I bought it at the, for 20 I should have known. I bought it for $22 thinking I got it kind of deal. And it didn't even work, work with it, right? So I went to go look it up. And I was like, okay, it's three three fifteen. I was like, okay, I can probably handle that. But then I looked at the size of it. It's massive. Like that thing is massive. Like Superior Drummer is massive. But I, I wonder like, if oh. all that is stuff that you have to install or some of it is just all, there's a lot of extra bullshit, you know, like some of those have, I remember the original, like I've just done upgrades on it and I'm still on an old version of two or something, I think. But when I first got superior drummer, man, there was like, it's like a six disc set or some shit, you know? Yeah. That sounds but, about right. I mean, like, like yeah. now that's about, it's all the sounds and everything. Cause they yeah. play around. I mean, you've got so many things you can do, but it's perfect. I mean, you've got so much control over your drums that it's just, it's nuts. Like mm-hmm. it's, it can be a trigger. It can, it, it can, um, I, the thing I like about easy drummer is I just built my kit. So I don't, I don't like, I know my kit. Like I built it, I tuned it. I've got the kit that I use. And every now and then I, if I like, like if a country guy comes and wants to do something, then I'll change some, some brushes out and, and switch the kick out a little bit. But I know which kind of like that sixties kind of Ludwig is it? Lud- I always say, no, it's a Gretsch. I use a Gretsch kit. Easy Gretsch kit. And um, 60s kind of in the middle, kind of mono kind of sound um, for, for the drums and let everything go around it. And Blevins taught me that too. He's, he's like telling me everything. Shoot. Who's that? Roger Blevins. From? Mingo Fish Trap. He's also in the group too. Talk about somebody who writes a song fast. Oh, man. Well, I saw, uh, I've heard that name for years and I saw Mingo Fish Trap recently on public access and i was like holy shit these guys are amazing and they're so good and then i just saw jelly ellington as having i think a live stream or something tonight and um i might be his annual you know he does some of those oh, yeah, guitar gu- 
guitar jams and Christmas kind of bash and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think Mingo Fishtrap might be playing, man, on that. I I think Roger's playing. Roger, okay. Yeah, I saw something. It may be Roger because those guys all, like, that band's separated right now, too. Some of them in Nashville and some of them. So I don't think they would come up for for that. The money's not there for that. Um, Because they live in Nashville and all around the country. Um, If if it's somebody doing it's Roger. Okay. Because he's here. Yeah, he's here. And I guarantee you, because I think that thing is like some of it's live, right? Some of it's at Empire and some of it's online. And I think Roger's sure. probably doing the online one. Gotcha. And he's, you know, he's, he, he's got all that stuff down. There's nothing he doesn't know. So he's probably doing the online version. I got to check that out. And so when he's got a, uh, what's that? When is that again? That's tonight? I think so. I think I just saw a, a post about it when we were uh, trying to get this set up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's probably he's probably out there doing that stuff like that. Yeah, and you said he's got a studio here in, in Austin then or what? Roger. Roger, yeah, Roger worked out of his house worked out of his house, man. He's got and who's no who's no just don't tell him what Roger's doing, but he's got all the equipment that you need to make a badass album. Like his last album, he mixed it on time. He mixed and produced that album. And you gotta hear that album. It's it's amazing. It sounds like a top notch studio. Like that's my gold standard to try to get to that. Get, get to that point, you know, get to where I'm mixing stuff like that. What are you using right now in terms of, do you have like much outboard stuff or is it all in the box? A lot of plugs in the box. Mine's all in the box. Yeah. Yeah. You got and any I, favorites? I have no hardware. Um, for reverb, I like capital uh, records, the capital records reverb for, for compression, the LA two, let me see. What's it called? Always oh, the teletronics. Um, I got my plugins right here. I got like the Neve plugin. I use that a lot. Um, I use, as far as EQ, I use, I actually use a Pro Tools stock one a lot. Yeah, I use that a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I like, cause it's easy. I'm not, and I have the Fabra, you know, I'm terrible with names and stuff like that. I don't even really pay attention to the name of it, but it's the Fab 7. And it kind of shows you, it visually shows you where peaks are. Right. You can right. duck it down. So I, I like that. Um, and then, what else do I use? I use like this. I use about like I've got a thousand plugins, but I use like ten or twelve. Um, yeah. I like the AKG. Is it the AKG? Let's see here. It's a UAD plugin. Uh, I can show you right now. I got them up. Oh, I, I like the Galaxy Tape Delay for Echo. Um, let's see here. I got the reverb right. Chump. It's called uh, AK AKG. AKG BX twenty. That reverb, I like to use that on background vocals. Capital Chambers is what it's called. That's my, yeah. that's, that's, that's a, reverb. That's it's, reverb. It's, it's honey. It's Sweet. honey. On, on, on horns, I like to use a lexicon. Um, is it the 480L? Or is it 224? No, it's 480, 480L. I can see all this. That's what I like about UAD. It's like, it's like a console. Do you have, yeah, do you have yeah. UAD? Do you have an Apollo? No, man, I want to get one. I ended up getting the focus right. Um, what are these things called, Vic? The little oh, the Scarlet, yeah, the Scarlet two I twos, yeah. yeah, the Scarlet. And I just got one with two inputs because I, dude, I was running off an old 003, man, and finally it just taxed my laptop. I just couldn't handle it, and so I finally upgraded and got a Mac Mini, so I had the power to, to do what I need mm-hmm. to do. 
but I, I wasn't really able to get anything super fancy interface wise at the moment. So I just got a Scarlet. But a- everything I've heard about those Apollos are fucking the shit, man. Yeah. Listen, once you once if you get into mixing and you like you want to like be kind of serious, really serious about it, ain't no substitute with that thing. Their plugins, it don't even make sense. It's like that, that like that. The compression. I use this compression that, that Teletronics on everything. It's got two knobs. Two knobs, and that's all I mess with. I don't like a lot. That's another thing. When I get see a lot of plugins, and I see a lot of shit on it. I ain't time for all that. So I got give me two <laughs> or three knobs, four yeah. at the most. Yeah. You know, if you can't get what you need to get done in four knobs, keep moving. I don't like all that shit. And so <laughs> Teletronics, man, it's just their, their stuff sounds so it's so different. Like I could put the same kind of like this. I used to use Rvox. You like Waves products? The what products? Oh, Waves. waves. Uh, yeah, I've used a little bit. I, I don't have, I haven't used a ton of them. I just got a slate, a slate bundle recently. And I, and I like the, I, I'm used to some SL, SSL stuff. So I like to use the SSL channel strips and, uh, that cool. that's about the extent of what I've done other, other than just like stock pro tools, uh, plugs, you know, but I used to use the R box for vocals and, um, I, and it, I used to swear up and down on it, but I switched to this. And it seems like I don't have to touch anything. To, just the, the second I put it on there, it makes the vocals jump up front. The second I put it on a guitar, it just kind of like I can't even, I can't even explain it, man. It's just you have to hear it. It's like it's just it's, huh. it's just night and day. It's just and their plugins aren't cheap. <laughs> but it, aren't is that cheap. something that comes? Is that a, a bundle that comes with the Apollo or what? Or no, I think thing. you get one. I think you. I think it's like you can get two things when I get it. Um, like I, I haven't bought. I mean, there's like they put like this. The chambers. It's like three hundred some dollars for a plugin. It's that chambers reverb, and then um, I think I got the. I think I got the Neve bundle, which was like two something, and it came with three. The Neve I don't. I don't really use as much. I there's some presets. That's another thing I do when I when mix like. I love it when they show me a lot of badass mixing guys and they have a preset for an instrument because then I just kind of listen to what they, what their ideal of what it should sound like, right? And then you've got to, you like to adjust it. But I'm a big starting at a preset of somebody who's been doing it for years and then adjusting it to my mix. I always start with a preset. I always that's, find, that's smart, yeah. you know, what they, what they like, somebody, they may have strings and then, okay, okay, what, what, what do they think it should sound like? But then again, it's also the rule might be different when they set that up. But I just I just start I always start off with a preset to get me started, and then you adjust everything. It's like, and like I said, everything's time, man. Being able to time, have the patience, and then yeah, and then detail. Sure. Yep, yep. Mixing is detail and patience. Do you um do you ever mix with headphones or do you just mix out of what what do you have speaker wise? What do you what do you like? What are your monitors? Two Yamaha. I wish I could show you two two, two Yamahas. I got. I have two Yamahas. Um, again, I don't know the numbers and all that stuff. I'm not one of these gearheads. I don't know what the numbers no, is I, like. No, I'm that's the same way. It's embarrassing. It's not the smallest one, but it's the one next next to it. Yeah. And I only use headphones like these headphones right here. They're open back. I only really use them for placement. So I know. Okay. So as far as I know, as panning goes, and I and I and I really pan. I um. I pan far left, far right, and up the middle is what I do a lot. And then every now and then I might put like vocals a little bit, spread them just a little bit. But everything is far right, far left. And I got that from, um, oh man, I'm, I'm losing, I'm losing thought, train of thought. 
What's George Reeves. Do uh, you remember George Reeves? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, I, I learned a big, uh, I, I did some mixing sessions with him. He taught me far right, far left, in the middle. And then you cue it, and everything winds up the mix. So I keep all the drums, I keep drums in the middle, vocals in the middle, snare in the middle, hi-hat a little bit. If I'm going to go off, it's not like I'm, I don't put stuff in here. If it is, it's like right there. Interesting. And then the, okay. then the guitars, it just winds out the mix. You know, sure, then the sure. reverb, I kind of, the reverb will fill that up a little bit. Um, so with your, dun- with your drums, though, you have the toms and, and you have overheads left and right or no? Nope. Wow. Okay. Huh. Overheads don't, overheads don't, um, because I have everything going through it. But so, so, I mean, they, they might, so what happens is even, even when you have everything going through the, I, I have it chained all through the, like the ox bus right at the end, all my drums with the ones, what you call it. And then I put those in the middle like that. So you do keep it in stereo, but it's not like, it's not pan pan. So, you know what I'm saying? So, so it's take up, the overheads take up the whole thing, but you're just hearing the ambiance of, of that overhead. That snare, pat, when it hits, I got that dead middle. The hi-hat, I don't smooth that over. I got that mainly dead middle. Tambor, somebody, if I have a tambourine, that's either far right or that's dead middle, mm-hmm. you know? Because in the violins and stuff like that, um, violins I might put a little bit like that. But even when it goes through the bus, I I, I take that bus, when I put the drums to the bus, I put those at 30 and 30. So they're still like that. So it still sounds like it's up in the middle. I don't have toms. Well, that's a lot because I've done that before. Never say never. So, yeah, yeah, never say never. Just lately, well, I just had it. <laughs> Yeah, and it's interesting, I guess, because there's, I guess, no right and wrong. I mean, you listen to old recordings where the drums are on the left and vocals are on, you know, it's all all kinds of different shit, you know. But, uh, oh, yeah. but um, no, I, I, a lot of times if I'm listening to stuff and just going like, wow, this production sounds so great. It's, I, I notice a lot of times that I think that one of the key things is, is just the amount of space space that seems to exist where a lot of mixes may seem like for me, I think it, it's probably clut, kind of cluttered and messy. Right. But mm-hmm. to have it where you can really focus on each of those individual sounds and have their individual space carved out, you know, is yeah, yeah. what you're going for, obviously. Well, my trick is I've got eight instruments, right? So I've got eight instruments that I've got that in my band. I'm, I'm trying to fit, fit into a mix. I've got two violins, a bass, drums, keys, electric guitar, me and Mexican chocolate. So we got three part harmonies. So it's, it's a matter of, I like, I like, I tell my players, don't come at me with, like, we got places, we have uh, parts. Don't make them all complicated. Like, there's not, we don't have enough room for that. There's too many instruments going. I don't need, I don't need to know that you can hit 40 notes in, in a scale. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to know all that. I just keep everything simple. Then let's put it together like a puzzle. Where it all fits together. I try to do that, try to keep it all simple. And then that way it all fits. And then sometimes I scoop it out. Some some things make the record. And like, you know, some things translate on when you're listening to your speakers, they don't translate live. You know what I'm saying? Like there might be a, a, a violin line that I can duck down in a mix, but when she plays it live, that ain't gonna work. You know what I'm saying? It's it's overpowering my melody. So it, it, it's give and take on a, on, a, on a, all that stuff. So Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, man, how how long have you been in Austin? Are you an Austinite? 
Where are you from no, originally? I moved here from Poughkeepsie, New York in 1993. 1993. I mean, this is 1993. And what brought you down here? You want the real story? You want the story I used to tell when I was on tour? Both. The story I told on the radio stations. <laughs> Both. Both. Lately, I've been like, fuck it. Okay, so um, I, hope the, I hope the ladies don't look at me differently. Um, when I came down here to visit Austin, right? I came down here. It was like um, I was thinking about moving here, and I was living in Poughkeepsie, New York, and my friend, one of my best friends, moved here to go to UT. We went to I don't know, but I don't think it was a I don't think it was a frat party. I don't know what kind of party it was, but we had this we had this. It must have been a frat house or something. So anyway, I was sitting on the swing, I'm swinging back and forth, man, drinking. And then the corner of my eye, I see this little yellow bone. You know what a yellow bone is, Scott? No. You know the term yellow bone? That's Dick, a light skin, like, light skin, oh, okay. light skin, black person. Gotcha, yes, right? gotcha. You learned something today, Scott. Yeah, thank you. So I started to see the yellow bone over there, and I'm like, man, she's catching me eye. I'm catching her eye. So, you know, I'm just trying to be smooth with it, skunk. Got my beer, you know. I'm feeling like the most um what's that what's that guy? The most incredible man in the world. Whatever that, that, that guy is. The Dosuckies so, guy. Oh, the, yeah. the most interesting feeling, man in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling myself, right? So I'm swinging back and forth, and then the swing breaks. And not only does it break, like this this house, can you see my hand? This house was on a hill. And so the swing was up here. And then on the other side of the swing, it went down. So when the swing broke, I went falling down this hill. Oh, damn. All the way to the bottom, right? So I'm like, God, are you kidding me? So I'm just like dusting myself. She's going to think I'm a, a nerd or whatever. But she runs down the hill and asks me if I'm all right. And are you cool or whatever? It's like, yada, yada. I was like, yeah, yeah. So we get to talking. Next thing you know, we hook up. You know, I'm talking about scum when we hook up, we hooked up. And I go, I leave going back to New York, and I'm thinking to myself, hmm, I can fall out of a swing and hook up with a hot girl in Austin. I gotta get down there. That's how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> and it took me like three more years to hook up with some other girl. <laughs> I got a trick. <laughs> I got <Yeah>. bamboozled. <laughs> but yeah, well, what that's what I thought. That's my train of thought, man. I swore, I swore on my mama. I was like, uh, man, if I can fall out of a swing and hook up with a girl, damn, this is where I need to be. Especially a girl. That man, she was fine. I mean, you're Especially a dude. Like that, that, like, that checks out, man. I, I, is, uh, I think any uh, any man would be like, yeah, cool. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Now, that's not the story you told. That's the true story. I told No, the story I told people was I came out here for music. Oh, I saw how great Austin was, and there was no music, and I didn't play music when I first got down here. I didn't play music for like three years. I lived here for three years. I didn't know nothing about no music. <laughs> I came down here and followed the dream of getting laid. That was my main goal. That was it. I was, I was only in my 20s. I mean, what other guy doesn't think like that? So when I was oh. touring, I was like telling radio stations, <laughs> yeah, I, wanted, I was, you know, I can't even remember the story I used to tell. It's the same story. You know, we went to so many radios. I used to tour with Seven Stones. It was the same story. Came down here and I wanted to get out. I, I either I was going to choose either New York or Austin, and 
I went to go to Austin and give it a chance and, you know, blah, 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 blah. That wasn't the story. That wasn't the real thing. Now America knows. Yeah, what I got to lose when a pandemic, what are they going to do to me now, Scott? Nothing. Yeah, they heard it here first. I, th- I, I think it's going to... quarantine. You're going <laughs> to... No, people are going to respect you. They're going to be like, man, that, how admirable of, of Ray. He came down here in pursuit of, of love. <laughs> What's a love? What's we'll, a love? we'll edit out all that stuff about you talking about getting laid. <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> so what, now, were you a musician, though? Have you always been a musician or you came here and then all of a sudden started playing guitar to try to get chicks or what? No, I was not. A mu- I was I was I played football. I was a, I was a jock. I played football in high school. Um, and um, what got me into music was I went to, a, I mean, I, I, if I could rap, I would have been a rapper because I love hip hop. Like, I don't even, that's the funny thing about me. I don't even listen to to any kind of the music that I play. Somewhere. I mean, I used, I used to listen to Bill Withers and all that stuff, but now I listen to mostly hip hop, like rap, R, 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 K, what is it, K U T? No, K U T. Is it K U T? No, not KUT. Uh, what's the one with just the talk? That's KUT, right? Yeah. KUTX is the other one. I used to listen to KUT. I listen to a lot of talk radio. But I don't... Um, no, man, I, how I became a musician is I, I, I couldn't rap. And I was like, I'm not a good rapper. I mean, I, I suck at rapping. And then I went to a Depeche Mode concert of all the things. I went to the Depeche Mode concert, and I was trying to figure out because I didn't want to play um, football anymore. I was, I was a free safety and they want to recruit me as a linebacker, and I don't. You gotta be crazy to play linebacker, man. I'm not crazy. I didn't want to play linebacker, um, so I was like, "What am I gonna do with my life?" And um, I was going to school. I went to a Depeche Mode concert just out of the blue, and I just had. I didn't really know Depeche Mode, and I had so much fun. I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Him being on stage and the way he interacted with people and music. So I had a case. I had a, one of them Casio keyboards at my house. So I went back home. I don't know if you're familiar with Depeche Mode, but they're like a lot of doom, 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 Sure, doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I had that Casio and my upstairs neighbor, she could play piano. So I had two of them. I actually had two of them. And I had a, I had her downstairs playing with me. I was like, hey, you play this and I'm going to play this. And then I realized real early that if I hear music, I can make a melody. That's just something I never studied. That's just something I could do. Didn't know I could do it, but I just realized it. And um, she got sick of me. She's like, I'm so sick of this. Like, my boyfriend plays guitar. He's looking for a singer. Would you be interested? I said, okay. And that's how I started Seven Stones. And then my music career started from there. And what All year was this? What year was that? When was um when did Violator come out? Because it was that it was the Violator concert I went to. Hmm. Whatever. Yeah, I, I always try to remember that, but but I remember when it first started because it's whenever Violator came out because. That's the concert I went to and got me started. So it's like mid nineties or something, right? Yeah, it had to be like ninety six or ninety seven. Let me look. I, we we uh, got a, like a computer in my hand. No, I'm looking right now. It's same uh, here. Nineteen ninety. Oh damn! Yeah, so I guess when you came down here, maybe you said you came so down here in like ninety so three. No, so the the album probably came in nineteen ninety, right? They probably they probably went on tour and they gave, came here right around ninety two. So I must gotcha. move here in ninety one. And right around there, right after that Violator concert, let me see, Violator um, tour, that's when it hit me. And then I switched, I switched, once I, once I got with that guy, it was guitar. And then, you ever heard of King's X? Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. Man. 
So, Doug, I met Doug Pinnock, and I switched over to rock. Tried to do rock. I was like, well, this is a black guy doing rock and roll. Let me see if I could do rock and roll. Because I never, I didn't see any other black people in electronic music. And so I did rock and roll, which was a mistake. I tried to do that for the longest time. And, and then I saw, um, what changed my life, got me on this, got me on this, um, got strings and everything with Damien Rice. Went to another, it seemed like when I go to concerts, I went to a Damien Rice concert. It was just him and a cello player. And I was like, wow, that's all I need to do. I just got to get, I said, get rid of these guys, all this loud electronic, all this loud electric music. And I just get a cello player, but I couldn't find a cello player. And I ran into a violinist and the rest is history. Started wow. listening to Bill Withers again. I grew up with him in our household. So. Well, you've got stylistically that, I mean, you've just got that of natural voice, I guess, man. I mean, you're a great singer and you got all that, that soul and that. So maybe that came from some of the stuff in your upbringing, listening to that kind of, I mean, Bill Withers is like the fucking king of writing just a moving, oh. simple song. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. Just, just how good he, he was, you know? Um, and, and he was a late, what I loved about him, he became my, like my mentor and I really dug, I died. Well, I also learned how to write songs. When I learned how to play acoustic guitar, I bought a complete Beatles book. Oh, yeah, of it's, course. It's just called the Complete Beatles Book. And at one point, I knew every Beatles song, man. Like, I drove my girlfriend crazy. I learned every song in that book. It's no wonder like, you're good, man. Yeah. I, song. I learned yeah. every song in that book. You know, it's like I would play it over and over and over and over again. And then so once I learned that, I, started, I dived back into the Bill Withers story. And I learned that he was a late bloomer. Like right. he, he didn't sound yeah. right away. He, he was a late bloomer. Yeah. And so that gave me confidence to keep going. And so, you know, here we are today. Yeah, he didn't he didn't start up until after he got out of the Navy, if I remember right. Yeah, in his yeah. 30s. Yeah. In his 30s. Which called a late bloomer, too. Um, I don't know if y'all know Ray LaMontagne. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. He's a late bloomer. He's a late bloomer, too. So this man sold his car to buy a guitar. And, wow. and lived, uh, lived out of a... Um, I forgot what it looked like, Winnebago or some, some mess, but sold his car and bought a guitar with it. It's like, that's dedication. I don't know if I'm going to do all that. Maybe sell a bus pass or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so what Not are some car. of the big influences for you when you were younger? I mean, Bill Withers, what's some other stuff you listened to uh, back in the day, so to speak? The rest is hip hop. Uh, so like, all of it's like even back in the... 80s and 90s, you were hip. You were hip hop. Oh, kid. that's that's LL Cool J, Run DMC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Daddy that's the classic, Kane. the golden age, man, of hip hop, yeah, right? Big Daddy Kane. Um, you know, um, Kumo D. I, I'm I'm hip, man. I'm I'm rap all the way. 90s. I'll listen to today's stuff that much, and I feel like get off my lawn, guy. But yeah. I am like hip hop, hip hop, hip public enemy. Um, you name Dig- it, man. I, Digital Underground. They were one of my favorites, yes. man. Yes, uh, all of them. Farside, um, Biggie's, love, you know, <laughs> you don't love Biggie, we just can't talk. Biggie, um, Tupac, Dre, all that stuff, man. It's like, that's, that's, and when I'm in my car and I'm listening to a CD, if I'm not listening to something I mix, because for me, hip hop, I don't, I don't listen to it and wondering how they mixed it, right? When I listen to everything else, like I listen to a Damien right. Rice, I'm wondering, how do you get that snare sound? How did he get that sound? I don't listen to music the same way. How did he get his vocals like that? How did he get like that? Hip-hop, I'm just like, okay, 
I don't, I don't do this bond. I don't do this genre at all. I can just enjoy it. And the skill of rapping is just amazing to me. To, to, to sound, to, to make something rhyme and stuff and not sound corny is one of the hardest skills that I don't think people can even understand. You know, how many people you know, roses are red, violets are blue, I love this, and I love you. Like, it's like, but they can't, they don't, they don't bounce it off like Biggie, you know, like to make it sound like you're talking to you. That, that's just, that just amazes me. I agree, man. Have you, um, have you ever heard MC Fart Squirrel? <laughs> I did a rap. I did a, I did a rap. No, I, I did a, an alias rap song for at the beginning of the pandemic about all the assholes that weren't wearing masks. And uh, oh. that was, that was my, that was my jam, dude. It, oh. was, dude. it was, it was awesome. Like I really enjoyed doing it. I have this old zoom drum machine. Right. And so oh. I just started fucking around with it one day and it kind of started out as a joke. And then I was like, kind of really got into it, laid down a guitar line, laid down bass, just kind of threw it all together. And, it was awesome. And it actually put me down a rabbit hole where then I went and watched and I talked about this on some of the earlier podcasts we did, but there was this documentary on Netflix called uh hip hop evolution. Have you heard of that? Yep. Yeah, Dude, it was, fucking aw- it was awesome, man. I so fucking enjoyed that. And I went back and of course, same kind of time I, I was real influenced by, or, you know, it was, the, it was the stuff of the day, like in the, in the early nineties for me, like all that late eighties, early nineties stuff from into WA and easy E and, Digital underground and all the stuff that you mentioned, you know, through that, through that stamp was kind of the rap, the rap that I grew up with, you know, and, um, but I hadn't really like explored much of that genre or paid attention in quite a while. And so it was kind of cool to go back and then look at the origins all the way back into the early seventies or, you know, even, and the originators, mm-hmm. the DJs, and then the, the early MCs and the Grandmaster Flash run DMC act. And then all, all to the new shit that I haven't really been that aware of, but kind of took a little more time to check out after watching that. So, you know, and it's like anything, I mean, there's stuff that I'm just like, Oh, this is crap. But then there's stuff that's just like, wow, this is genius, you know? So it's, oh, yeah. but, um, that's, Outcast, that's cool. Gucci yeah. Mane, um, <laughs> Lil Jeezy, Lil Jeezy is one of my favorites. Lil Jeezy, Scarface, Man, I could go on. Uh, yeah, yeah. UGK. I mean, dude, I, dude, I love UGK, man. Um, they, are you? Uh, you're not. A, are you a member? Are you a member of the Recording Academy or not? Nah. Yeah, I don't yeah. Even know how to do all that? Nah, Somebody yeah, tried yeah. to talk me into doing all that stuff, and I was like, I finally got man. talked into it after years, and I did it, and it's it's cool, man. I mean, there's some cool people in there. Um, I, you know, for what it's worth, I don't know the little guys, you know. I don't think really are going to get much light shed on them, but it's anyway, point being there, I, there was a, every now and then I'll make a seminar and they did a bunch of zoom stuff. And uh, I've seen Bum B talk a few times, man. And Paul wall. And Wait, I love one. He's like, dude, he's like head of the fucking Texas chapter or some shit, man. Like he's thick up in it, dude. Bun B and Paul wall, man. Yeah. I'll join now. Bun yeah, Bun B's the fucking man, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Poor rest in peace. Rest is so PMC. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I love that. When I was touring, we um, riding dirty. We oh fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> that freaking cassette. I, this is cassette. We wore that cassette out. I mean that. That's a classic. That it is a classic. The recession by Lil Jesus is a classic. Um, life after death. Um, I like. I mean, this, this just some. You know. Oh yeah. Highlight. You remember that stuff, man? That's some jams. <laughs> Ain't nothing like weed and 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 and, and UGK, man. Yeah, I don't smoke yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing like it. Dude. You can't sit on your porch and have that on. 
Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So that's all. That's all I listen to, man. It's like that. That's it's a. It's crazy. That's why I love love words in my like words mean a lot for me in my melody in my in my music. Like I like like words mean a lot. Like I I really do. I just throw something out there. I have to. That has to say something. I get that from like the rap that I listened to growing up. Well, like storytelling, right? I mean, you're you're um. You've got something to say. There's a point. It's not just, I mean, which I'm kind of both like some, I love everything from, you know, certain rap artists to, to obviously the Beatles to Tom Petty, who's a great songwriter, storyteller, you know, and, uh, but then other stuff I like, sometimes the words don't mean shit. They're just great melodies and the music's cool. So it's, you know, it's like, like, um, yellow lead better. (laughs) That's, that's, I don't know, man. That's that's a whole nother level of nonsense. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We were just listening to that the other day. <laughs> Me and my girl were like, "How do you put a song out?" Like that's when you know you're big. Like I was like, "This fool is not talking about anything." Like he was in the middle of having a stroke and it hit record, <laughs> and he made a million dollars off of it. You know what I mean? It's like sheets of empty canvas on top of sheets of hay. What's he talking about? <laughs> I mean, he's mumbling the entire time. It's it's it's, it's hilarious. It's funny. Eddie, Eddie Vedder was a pioneer. He was before before mumble rap. There was Eddie Vedder. Yeah, they they um the no band opened. So before what got me into listening to rock, um even before um even before um King's X is like I said I, I played football and my dad worked for IBM and um he moved a lot so he moved to. We were in Friendswood and we moved back to New York. And then I was going to play my senior year of high school football. And my dad moves back to Friendswood. And I'm like, man, come on, dog. I was like, I just worked this hard to become, you know, get to where I was in football. And you want to leave, make me leave my senior year? And so I, I, the word got back. I told my coach, you know, my dad's going to let me live with our running back. So he sent me back up to, to live with the running back. And I walked through the gym and all you hear is, dun you know what I'm back in, but I thought you said back and I'm black. I was like, that's me, baby. I'm back and I'm black. <laughs> and so, so I used to listen to that um, um, uh, before every football game. That that brings me into rock and roll because before that, I never listened to any rock. Like I was not. Right. And so, but ACDC, I love that band. Like, that's 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 my type of rock. Dude, I, love, I, I to me, if someone said you have to define rock and roll in one band, I'd say ACDC. It's just, it's the driving, oh. you know, Marshall fucking stack, just fucking AGD chords. It's always catchy. It's always hooky. It's always about, you know, fucking sex and what in rock and roll. It's just, it's so they cool. are rock and roll, man. Yeah. No, they're, it's, they're the one band so that I feel like they can just keep putting out the same song over and over and I'm okay with it. Like a lot of other artists are kind of like, ah, oh, don't do the same song you know, 10 times on a record ACDC yeah, yeah. though. You're like, yeah, dude, cool. I, this is, this is what I expect. You don't, you don't want ACDC to, they, you know, come out with some mm-hmm. fucking five, four bullshit and B flat, you know, I'm like, no. It's wrong. the same with my, with my favorite band out of all the bands, like my favorite band. And I've seen them play a thousand times. Is Rage Against the Machine. That okay. is it for me. Like yeah. Rage Against the Machine is the perfect mix of everything. Like hip hop, the the riffs, the energy, the the make you want to like ah, uh, 
Thank you. I love Rich. I've seen him, I don't know how many times, man. Last time I saw him, I went to Ve- I saw him in Vegas. Remember, did you remember when he played in Vegas? I saw him in Vegas. I probably saw him at South Park Meadow. I saw him in San Antonio. Well, this has been years Houston. ago, right? Because ago. they just, yeah, yeah. Because they just came back and did a reunion. I think but he played Coachella or, something, Coachella or something, but. They were going to play all that stuff and then. COVID, um, yeah. COVID, okay. yeah. So all that, all that got canceled. Yeah, yeah. Their first record is so damn good. That is yeah. just a, a bomb album. Fucking bomb track. Bomb, it off and hands with freedom. I mean that. Yeah, that album is know your enemy. It's just it's so fucking good, man. Evil Empire is really good too. Yeah, both Evil those, Empire. Yes, that was both, second, those, both of those. Yeah. Um, the Battle of Los Angeles. All that stuff, man. They they just they. I just love everything about him. Like there's, there's, I love his rap style. I love his voice. I love the, the guitar. I love Tom Morello's, his guitar playing. Um, it's like that. Cause I don't really get into guitar solos. Like I can hear a solo, but sure. uh, I don't really get into guitar solos, but his, his solo was like really, you know, like, 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 like remind me of the record scratching, you know, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Rage Against the Machine, man. Once again, if I can rap, I'd be a rapper, but. What about uh, what about Audio Slave? What you think of that band? Mm. No, I wanted Chris Cornell to stay with Soundgarden because uh, I like Soundgarden, but I didn't like that band together. Man, oh, I you love know Audio Slave. I was coming from a hater. I'm a hater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I dude, I got a friend like that. So I'm gonna I'll throw him under the bus. But so uh, Dave, uh, Vic, when we had Dave on here, Dave is one of those guys. He just hates Audio Slave for no reason. He's oh, like, yeah. well, what you said, Ray. He's like, I love Rage Against Machine. I love Chris Cornell. I'm like, but they fucking kicked ass. Dude, Audio Slave's first record, like all those songs are so good. So good. <laughs> I won't even listen to it. Oh, Ray. I don't even know if I heard it. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to clockwork orange you, man. I got to <laughs> fucking pry your fucking ears open. <laughs> Record <laughs> no, I won't like it. If it ain't Zach, I don't want to see. It. I don't want to. Don't. You know it's crazy. You're right. I love Soundgarden. Like they're they're, they're they are that um, black hole. Song, what's the that album? Yeah, black hole oh, sauna. Super unknown. That is one of oh, the super unknown, yeah. super unknown. Right. Yeah. That's one of the baddest as rock roll rock records as far as like interesting. Time signatures, like you said, time signatures. I agree, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just everything is brilliant, right? It is. I can listen. To, I love that album. That's a great album. And I, you know, I love Rage Against Machine. But the second they told me Chris Cornell was going to take Zach's spot in my band, that's my band, by the way. <laughs> my band, I was like, nope, I'm not listening to it. I don't care. I don't even think I've heard an Audio Slave album. I won't do it. Oh, you're doing your. You're, you're, you sound like my dad right now. My my dad who. Pr- prided himself on never watching an episode of Cheers. What does that accomplish? Like, there wait, was... Wait, why, why do you got to get Cheers? Let's dive into this. I'm, wait, just saying, hell? I'm just saying, you can't just, like, say, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna listen to that just because it's really popular and I've, I, you know, like, I'm just saying, like, it might be good. You gotta give it a oh, chance. <laughs> you can't just, like, gloss over that. Why didn't your dad like Cheers? Like, <laughs> what's he's not to like about Cheers? Because he's because he's trying to the same thing with you with with audio slave. He wants to prove like he's uh, nope. I'm not. I don't know why. Like maybe uh, sure it wasn't. Pop, sure it wasn't Frazier. Like the knock the, the spinoff of Cheers. You're talking about the spinoff. No, no, it's because Cheers. It was maybe Cheers. It was a bad example. I should just said Frazier. It would have put my point better. Yeah, that's what Cheers do. Like what did Cheers do? Frazier, I don't understand. I don't know what. You know what? 
I would have joined them. I'm not like crazy. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing about Cheers. Like I never, I never remembered it. But I was too afraid to talk to girls to ever put. But Sam Malone was the king of fucking. He was the pimp, man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh Sam. Oh Sam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's back when Chris, Chris Alley was had 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 was had a mind right. Yeah. She was yeah. crazy, and she was fine back then too. That's true. Yeah. No, Chrissy Alley. Now she's lost her damn mind. She's crazy. Man, she's uh. Well, I don't know what your I don't know what your religion is, Ray. So he's Scientologist. I'm uh, saying you. That's why I didn't want to say anything. You're not. Oh, a no, I'm not a Scientologist. I yeah, just no, watch that. Yeah, that's why mm. she's fucking crazy as shit, man. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. She's. I I just watched that. What's her name? Who tried to? Who's trying to take down? I just watched oh, all yeah. that. Oh, on uh, she won an Emmy for that show too. She, it's a good show, man. It's she's really the one. Uh, what's her name? Leah Leah Remini. Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off a uh, Queen of King, King of Queens. King of Queens, right? yeah. 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 Man, I had no idea about these guys. You know what? You know what? Actually, hang on a second. Break this back. I ain't saying nothing about them. Never mind. <laughs> hey, Scientology, y'all are great. <laughs> I don't want them coming after me. <laughs> you know? I ain't got nothing to but, say about that. Next question. Eyes <laughs> well, wide shut. Yeah. Yes. Those, those, man. No, I'm not saying anything else about Scientology. <laughs> Well, let's go back to audio slave. <laughs> you know what? You know who was a victim of Scientology was poor old Isaac Hayes, man. I don't know about that. Oh man, because you know he was the chef on South Park, and then yeah. they did an episode where they made a made fun of Scientology, and he fucking quit, right? Oh, that's right. I, and, um, and, I, um, I like take Peter Fit. I don't know anything about that. And they fucking roasted his ass. <laughs> Once again, I, I don't know anything about Scientology. I like to put that on the record. Ray Prim says, I don't know anything about that. Scientology, I don't know anything about it. This is not the Ray Prim I know. The Ray Prim I know is very opinionated, and he lets you know what his opinions are. I saw her show. This is <laughs> a new Ray Prim. They own a city. They took over a city, dog. When you can take over an entire city and have the cops on your side, it's like, no, nah, man, I can't, I, can't, I can't mess with Scientology. That's, I'll mess with Trump. Before I mess with them fools. <laughs> I didn't mean to say call y'all fools. I apologize. Before I mess with those <laughs> fine ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume the city you're speaking of is uh, Los Angeles. No, they took over a city in Florida. Oh, like they oh. actually have like a commune, like a literal they, Scientology city. And you haven't watched the episodes, have you? Not, so well, see, the I don't, you don't have some fear right now. If you, if you watch, if you follow this thing, these people do not play around. They will be sitting outside your house trying to shut you down. Like, oh, no, I have seen that. I have. And they yeah. had like people fucking locked up in those big buildings and shit. There was one of those where I we used to be in L.A. Yeah. On, on Hollywood Boulevard. I, they probably got people locked up in there. You know, it's crazy. Her last episode, she did one on Jehovah's Witnesses. Now that my mom, I was raised in that. And they're a little different, too. Like they don't believe a lot of people all of this stuff up, but they they have some strict stuff and have some similar things happening with that. I used to have to go knock on doors and all this stuff. Matter of fact, the whole reason why I played football was to get out of knocking on doors. My dad said, if you play sports, you don't have to do that. <laughs> sign me up. You know what I'm saying? Bo knows. I was like, sign me up. They go, they want to go to ch- church on Monday, Wednesday, Sunday, knocking on doors on Saturday and stuff, man. All uh Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. I think he grew up. In, yeah. Uh, right? Did. Okay. Yeah. Prince was a Jehovah's Witness towards the end. Did you know that? Who's that? 
Michael Jackson was a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, no, I did not know that. Yeah, Michael Jackson was a Jehovah's Witness. His mom, but like this, his mom was. He wasn't practicing. But his mom was Jehovah's Witness. They grew up Jehovah's Witness. Um, well, we saw how that worked out, man. Fucking Joe that? Jackson. Knocking on your door. <laughs> I was trying to tell you about the kingdom. Ah! <laughs> Come out! Come out! <laughs> That's that would be a good Jehovah's Witness right there. I'd be like, God damn! If I could just start singing a song, I'd be like, All right, just whatever it is you're doing. That's that's a badass song. I'm in. (laughs) That's how Eli Prince stopped stopped singing a lot of his um, songs. And kind of, if you notice towards the end, he lost some of that edge. Prince didn't grow up a Jehovah's Witness, but if you you can you can kind of you kind of see in his music when he became one because he went from saying you know. I want to fuck you, you know, stuff like that and stuff, all, yeah. all that stuff too. Like, yeah. you know, more spiritual and God and all this stuff. So I didn't realize Prince went down that road. I know some of his, band, his former bandmates had gone down the, the, oh, you yeah. know, the, the road to God and, you know, path yeah, of God. I really, I really hate the fact that I never saw Prince. And I guess around when he died, he was doing a touring when it was just him and a piano. Fuck man. That would have been so amazing. Did yeah. you ever see Prince? I, you know, I saw him, but I didn't see him to where I could appreciate it. A babysitter, somebody was babysitting me when we lived in Huntsville, Alabama, and the guy, the teenager, took me to a Prince concert. He got in trouble. It was the, it was the, it was the, um, what's the album? Controversy album. So I saw that. I saw that coming out. You know, I'm like, I was like eight. Nah, I don't. I don't remember it. Like I don't. I, don't, I couldn't appreciate it. But that's going to Prince for that. As far as everything else, I wish I could have seen him. But you know, it's one of those. I wish I could have gone to like a. You know, what would have been cool to see him at his at his house in that Paisley. Yeah, park, yeah. Park thing he plays. That'd have been so cool to see him like that. But I haven't. I haven't. My my things I've seen was like I said. I've seen um, Depeche Mode. Rage, I don't know how many times. It was a real interesting band that I never thought I would get into, but they're really cool. It's um, Tool. Yeah. That's a really I, cool band. That guy, that, that singer's off his rocker. Oh, Maynard. But yeah. Yeah, he was, that's a weird cat, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he wasn't even facing us, like, like half the set. Like, he was up on the top of the thing singing. The other way around, wasn't even looking at us. And then when he did look at it, he acted like he was like dying and stuff. I was like, what is wrong with this guy? But the music was like, like listening to like a, it sounded like somebody turned the radio on and just turned it up. It just sound, sonically, it sounded so good. Same with um, um, when I saw uh, Sir Paul playing at the, at the Irwin Center. Um, the, um, Paul McCartney? Have you you've seen oh. concerts in the Irwin Center, right? No, yeah. it sounds boomy and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to sound horrible. It sounded amazing. That could hit everything he was doing, every instrument. It was amazing, man. Wow. Yeah, I saw amazing. Roger Waters do the wall there. That was fucking mind blowing, man. That was pretty. That's from Floyd? That's the yeah. Okay. yeah, it was really. And they got the visuals and. I mean, it's it's just one of the most spectacular things you'll see because there's this everything is visually happening through the whole show and the walls coming down and then they you know build it back up and it's it's incredible the 
the music, the graphics, the, the, the lights, the, the whole thing. Um, ah, shit. What was I just thinking? You were just talking about, um, Oh, tool. Yeah. Tool, man. I, I had never seen tool. And I remember when they came out and I, they had this weird claymation video and it was totally different than all, anything else you would see on like MTV. And I was like, who the fuck are these guys? And they kind of started oh, blowing sober. up sober. Yeah. Back way back. And then I remember seeing their artwork and stuff for on the undertow album. And like, wow, this is really fucking weird, <laughs> but like, but yeah. it's cool. And, and, but I never see them live and I always heard they were great live. And, you know, speaking of getting stone, it was one of the, uh, one of the shows where I, they did two sets. Right. And it kind of upped the ante, the second set in, in the visuals. I think Adam Jones, their guitar player, if I'm not mistaken, creates a lot of that, if not all that, all that visual shit. So it's pretty very in-house band to my understanding that does all that visual stuff that they do as well as the music. But man, especially after like smoking, I was just like watching that show, like fucking holy shit. It was, it was pretty badass, man. You want to hear a cool story? And this is the kind of famous I would, I would love to be. They were playing, Tool was playing, I think it was at somewhere in town. Remember the Ritz? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sixth street. Yep. Okay. So, I used to live right across the street from the Ritz. Like, I used to live in this loft above Steamboat. Okay? The investment Steamboat. So, I lived, it's like, like, real world. So, we're over, we're over at um, the Ritz. And we're playing pool with these three guys. Playing pool and stuff like that. You know, all this stuff. And it's like, you know, we just, because we're musicians, like, yeah, we just finished playing a gig. And we're just over here relaxing and, and, and chilling out. So, oh, you did? You know, drinking and stuff like that. Oh, so what'd you play at? And, it must have been the Irwin Center because something big. We're like, oh, you didn't play no freaking Irwin Center. <laughs> Tool just played there. We are in Tool. <laughs> <laughs> didn't recognize him. That's, that's awesome. Well, the, yeah, there was so there was such down earth guys. I was like, but I I can't point them out of a. Can you point them out of a lineup right now? I can't. And I I drank and hung out with them at a pool table. Right. Had no idea, man. It's like you said, like that their stage presence. They, he does the same thing with a perfect circle because I saw him. What uh, was it? Five years now, maybe four. Like a, up in Cedar Park, right at the HEB Center. Oh, what a perfect circle! Yeah, played. yeah the mayor wasn't there. It was a, it was a guitar player, the drummer, and the bass player. Hmm. Adam Jones, Dana Carey, and um. Oh, and uh, Justin Chancellor, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, like you were saying, I think Vic was like, but and you were saying, Ray, it's like they're not, they're not really the. It's not a showman band, right? They're mm-hmm. sort of there playing the music, and you're watching the visuals, and 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 just it. Yeah. So, so they're kind of unassuming, you know. It's uh, that's like, the kind so, of thing, man. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's the kind of thing I would love. Like you could just be able to walk down the street. I mean, they, they can do whatever they want. Like I. Man, you would have not known. Like I, I did not. They didn't act like it. They didn't do anything like it. Even the way, even when the way he said, I just remember even the way he said. You know, we just what'd you put? Oh, we played over Irwin Center. I mean, I don't know if it was Irwin Center, but like we already Something knew. And I already knew. Yeah. I was like, man, that's, you didn't open up. Come on, dog. Two just played over there. We are doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit! That's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Eat crow with my beer. I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. But, you know, we were drunk enough that we didn't, we didn't start going, oh, my God. So I was like, all right, man, show shot. <laughs> playing pool. So it was pretty cool. I missed that place. That was such a good – I missed that time, man. Yeah, I'm sure. Austin, yeah. we could actually, like, you know, you could make money off of playing live. And 
make a living off of it, not make make a living off of playing in town, stuff like that, and being on the road, stuff like that. So. Oh, well, well, at least great. you lived through that time. I never saw that time. I think I caught the tail of it. I had a couple of fun moments in the mid 2000s and I've seen it just dwindle. Obviously, now we're in a pandemic and that it is. Oh, what you it didn't is. Live here? I moved here in 2004. I started playing out around in 2005, 2006, kind of heavy. Oh, okay. But yeah, I wasn't here in the 90s. OK, yeah, yeah. I um, <laughs> as I was in a band, Seven Stones and my whole thing how I said, I, I'm not, and I still haven't got my name on the scene, but, and I don't know what I was thinking, but my thing was like, what I'm going to do to get my name out there is I'm just going, because I can harmonize real quick, like, like that, right? I'm just going to jump on stage with people and start harmonizing with them. That's how I met Bob Schneider. I don't know why he didn't kick me off stage, but I, I got invited when he was with the scabs. I jumped up there one day, started singing. Is that song, Pussy Fever? Remember that song? Oh, yeah, man. So I, I jumped up there one day, started harmonizing with him. Called me. He see me in the audience. We're going to bring Ray Prim up here. Got that. I did, the, I did that. That's how I met Ian Moore. I did that to <laughs> Ian Moore. I did that. Remember the band Sunflower? Well, you weren't here when Sunflower. No, I remember Sunflower, dude. Remember I, Sunflower? I fucking remember those guys. Yeah. That's how I met those guys. As a matter of fact, Tate plays with me now. No shit. Okay. Yeah, he cool. plays in my cool. band now. And um, who else did I do that? Bree Love? I, man, I did that to so many people. And I think to myself now, man, if somebody jumped on the stage and me started doing it, I'd be pissed. Like, how did I get away with that? Like, why did I get my ass whipped back to you? It's like, I'd be so mad. But I did that to, I I still remember the day I did it to Ian Moore. It was at Steamboat. I just jumped up there. And he kind of looked at me crazy. But I, like I said, I can harmonize quick, man. It's like quick thinking. I, I started harmonizing with him. He's like, Okay, leave him up here, leave him up here, leave him up. Because I think one of those guys is about to like, snatch me down. And I stayed up there and I met him, man. We've been cool ever since, but <laughs> I used to do this crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Some good yeah. times. No, that's, uh, I mean, yeah, it sounds great. I remember those guys. I remember Sunflower, Ian Moore, um, Chris Duarte back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all those bands you were mentioning, man, because I, uh, I was born in San Antonio, but I was in college station for a while when I was growing up and they would, those, those are the bands that would come to town. And it was like, Oh, Austin band, you know, Oh, Ian Moore. Oh, sudden it was always kind of a big deal because we oh, didn't yeah. have shit really there, you know? So that's kind of where I, yeah. And I've still got like Ian Moore's first couple records. I think he moved to Seattle. I don't know if he's back here now or what. I just remember he's he Seattle. moved. He's in he Seattle still. Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him on, at the rock rally this there. year. No shit. The, the little island that's out there is it the Bainbridge oh, uh, Island or some island? Bainbridge there? Island. There's a there's Bainbridge. Is that what it's called? There's, yeah, there's Bainbridge. There's uh, Whidbey Island. There's uh, it's all right there in that channel, just right between Seattle and then on the other side where you have all the port towns, the logging towns. Yeah, he lives on he's a, lives on an island out there, on one of those islands out there. Um, Kicking it with Bill Gates. <laughs> well, I saw him play. He was, uh, yeah, he played the Rot Rally. I don't know if he's probably been back since then too, but that was no Jesus Christ. Look at me, the Rot. That was like last fucking year already. I don't even know what's going on, man. There's so no the time. Rally. No that? time. Like a biker rally that happens every year. Um, up oh, in the, those motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Republic, Republic of Texas. Of Texas. Yeah, and it's like a huge fucking event that it's they massive. have somewhere up north, and. Um, yeah, they always have multiple stages there. Um, mm. 
But uh, yeah, that's the last time I saw him. But yeah, man. Wow, I hadn't heard the name Sunflower in a long time. That's cool. Yeah, Tate, Tate who plays him now, played played in Sunflower. Um, we, remember, all started, uh, we all got our start at the remember the Black Cat. Mm, that might have been before cat. my time, maybe. I remember there that. Used to be, I remember there used to be a place called Bates Motel. It was Bates Motel and like 311, which is still there, I think. Um, I'm trying to think. It was a blues club. Yeah. Right? Back, yeah, yeah. And then it was like a hard rock place in Dallas. Um, I think. I can't remember. I used to hate going up and playing in Dallas. Deep Ellum. Oh. Dude, Dallas sucks, man. Like I've never gotten made shit when I play Dallas. <laughs> it's, I find it's, it's hard to make money up there. It is, man. But we we so we looked out and got some shows. Like we looked out and got some shows. Um, playing with some good people, but it's just I don't know. I don't. I don't the drive or what? Yeah, it's a different. No, vibe. it's just a the, the different vibe from just just the sound guys. I just remember, you know, you got sound guys that will talk to you, and all of a sudden you got sound guys who just like. Don't even want to be there, like you know what I mean. That's it was kind of like maybe it could be your hometown thing. Funny, another funny story. <laughs> Speaking of like how people treat you, <laughs> when we were in New York and and when I was in San Francisco, we used to tour a lot, right? And we had a fifteen seater van and stuff like that, and we had a fifteen seater van and a trailer. So we're in New York, pull up there, and, and we met some girl in Virginia. I don't know how he took this girl from Virginia back to, but she rode from Virginia back to Manhattan with us. She said we could stay with her in Queens. And so, okay, so have you been have you been in New York before? Yeah. So you know, so you know, on certain certain like like you can't stay parked on the side of the street. You know, once you get right. you, you have to change every morning. So once you get into the weekend, it kind of let. So we got this nice spot in the morning. And it was one of those days we're going to skip the next day to, you know, trying to find a, 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 a place to park with a 15-seater van and a trailer is hard. So we got a nice spot. So we had to play a show that night. And we're like, man, ugh, I don't want to move this van. And this is before we knew anything about backlining. I didn't know anything about backlining. So that girl, she had a pickup truck. <laughs> now, remember, we came here in a, in a, in a van. But we put all our stuff in the back of a pickup of a pickup Ford looking pickup truck, put up to this club, and they already know we're a band from Austin. So these fools think we drove from Austin in a pickup <laughs> truck with our gear in the back of it, right? Of course they do, yeah. So it's, and then it's, it's, it was the Brown, I think the name of the Brown Club. So we get in there, and you ever seen that movie Once? You ever seen that movie Once? I don't think so. So we get so we get in there and the sound guy, he's not paying attention to us. Like he's just like setting him off. The crowd, because we're just these hill, but like first when we show up with our gear, they're like, they're like looking down on us like these fools show up with a gear in a part in a truck, you know? So they're looking down on us, right? The crowd has their back turned to us. And I was just like, you know what, man, we can either get mad or we can we can take this place over. So we, we all decided, man, you know what? We're going to start off with our heaviest thing. And we just kicked ass. By the end of that show, we had the crowd jumping. The sound guy looked, turned around. It was one of the best moments of my, my life. Sound guys, and they asked us, to, hey, can y'all play, play again? Can y'all do this? But it's one of those things. But they, they really thought we drove from Austin, Texas, 
in this poor pickup truck. And we put us sitting in the back of it, like, because we all could do the gas. <laughs> and we built these, like, these country bumpkins from Austin. And they're like, y'all rock. I was like, man, that was great. That was so fun. And how many That's people? a good time. How many people were in Seven Stone? Four. There's four okay. of us. But we had, you know, because this is like, this is one of those trucks where the seats right there and the back of the truck's right there. There's no backs. There's no two seats. So um, one of us, the girls, the girls driving, or someone's driving, another person in the middle, another person right there. Then our road manager, me, and our bass player was sitting in the back with the equipment. Just like this, sitting all like this, riding up to the club, pulling up in a Ford pickup truck with gear that we didn't even need because they had the back line. That's the thing about New York. Yeah, man. It's like, yeah, they got, they don't, they don't want you bringing in fucking gear. There's no No, place. We didn't know that. Yeah. So that was like strike one, strike two, strike three. And then it wasn't until we started playing. Then the sound guy, like, it's just, it's just so weird. Everybody had their back to the, oh, wait. Oh wait! Hang on for a second. And then next thing you know, we're like, I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That was fun, man. I, that's I, the best, I will man. always cherish that memory. No, I think it's always like, I mean, it's it's cool to play any show and people respond and you have your friends and people, colleagues, people you know. But when you're able to do it for a crowd of strangers and turn them and and make real truth, like that's awesome. You know what I mean? Because yes. anyone can kind of go play for, you know, your buddies that you you play for on the weekends kind of exactly. thing. That, that's going on tour and playing for strangers and really captivating an audience. That's when you really know, like you've had that you're doing something right. You know, that's when I know I could do it. When I, when I started noticing the crowd that I didn't know anybody, you know right. what I'm saying? You got to get past that point where all your friends go, because your friends aren't going to last. They're not, they're just, they're just not going to last. They don't right. see you the same way someone else is going to see you. That you can sing the most profound song in the world, but you're still gonna be Ray. You know what I'm saying? Or you're still gonna be skunk. They don't know you, they're gonna know you like that. So you gotta keep you gotta get past that. You know, you gotta get to people who are actually gonna look. When I when we started playing Steamboat and I looked out and I was like, I don't know any of these people. That's where I know, okay, okay, you know, I can I can do this. Yeah. But I was, at first it was like, Oh, this this Johnny, this you know, this what's called this push. Hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's drink. But after that, when it started getting packed and, and we got to start um, having some sellout shows, I was like, I don't know any of these people. That's what you need. Those are fans. That's what you need. Right, right. So I try to tell people who's just starting out. It's like, don't rely on your friends. <clears throat> that's not going to last. Yeah, that's always fleeting. And if you're and if you're young in your high school or college band, you know, that's you're going to have a natural draw from that. You're going to have people want to go out, you know, well, pre-pandemic. Yeah. They want to go out. They want to party. They want to. You once you get past that phase, though, it's like, yeah, everyone's like, nah, I've got kids now. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, It's hard, man. It's 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 I don't know what this pandemic is going to do to us. It's like coming back and like we're we just going to disappear. I mean, because I have a, I mean, I don't have the youngest crowd in the world. It's, it's like when we play at Continental Club, it's a mixture. But mostly my crowd is like 35 and up. Are they going to want to even come out? You know, it's like, am I yeah. going to come out? It's like. It's that's such a shame mean. seeing all these bars closed too, man. You know, I mean, that's, it's, it's awful to just see some of these places going under. I've heard one to one got bought out and they're going to keep the building yeah. and Greg's still going to be involved. So that's good to hear. Yeah, um, Greg's going to do some of the booking and help the guy get up and running. Yeah. Um, and hopefully I, I just told I hope the guy's a millionaire. I mean, cause I don't know what, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see this term, especially any place that's indoors right now. Like the one place that's outdoors is um, 
um, what do you call it, the far out bar, the far out lounge. And I, I tried to book a show over there. And the guy was like saying, well, let's try, let's, 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 I think it was last month. He's like, well, we're in February right now. I was like, February? Golly, <laughs> that far already? So, you know. And, and Don't you have something better. coming up this month or is it a live stream? I thought you had a show coming up. It's a live stream. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's a live stream. That's another thing. I do not like live streams. I do, I do not. I, I like it if I'm playing with somebody interactive, but that's why I haven't done People are like, well, why have you done things with your just quartet or done shows or, or, or put together stuff like that? I do not like them. And also, it's like, it's kind of like I was saying it to, I was doing a check for, for my show today. And it's like, I, I, it's like watching, it's like having a full, like, like when you see these numbers in the corner, right? And, and you have 30, 30 people, right? But then that number starts dwindling. You know, it's like, it's space with your psyche. It's 30. Oh, now it's 15. Now seven. That's like watching a packed house and somebody they just start getting up and walking out in the middle of your song. It it it, it just it just does it just hurts your feelings. You know what? Let's keep it real, Scott. It no, it's feelings. true. Like how many people are gonna sit there and oh, I, I hate to say it, but it doesn't matter. Like honestly, like Metallica did a live stream. I don't care. I mean, you know, I I think like People yeah. are like into what they're into and there's a certain age maybe where you're just like all in. But these were also very different times when it was like what we used to do is go out to a show. That was exciting. It was fun. Like I said, Sunflower, yeah. some band. It was like, that's what you did. Nowadays, it's like, well, but I could just watch it here and I can I'll watch it later. There's no like urgency to any of it. Right. So I feel like with those live streams, you're right. It's like so many things. It's psychologically um, weird because you're yeah, you, it just. It and you can't take it personally, good. but it's hard not to, right? It's hard not to when you, like, it's hard not to when you, you stop, like, we had one, I did one thing, it's like, it's like 70 people. And I'm sitting here trying to play, but I'm watching the number doing them down. It's like, I might do, I suck that bad. And then you can't even get, can't even get into it because you, and then it goes back up. Okay. Oh, oh, I must hit that note, right? Okay. 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 I'm, I'm sitting here watching these numbers, 70, oh, it's not in the 50. Whoa. Oh, now it's back up to 60. Okay. I, I did, I did this right. I don't like it. I cannot stand it, man. I yeah. I hate playing online. I just it's just ugh. but I dig it if I'm if it's interactive. Like like stuff like this. Like if I can talk with somebody, yeah. Zoom, like I do this black Fred thing. It's three songs and I do it with other songwriters and it's for a corporate thing. And then they get to listen and then I can interact with the singers and we talk. That's cool. But me just sitting here, okay. I'm gonna play a song. I play it. I'm looking at the numbers, and it's like, Ugh, it's too much, man. My 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 fragile fragile ego can't take it. I I rather just make records in my room and just put the lights out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Vic and I were talking about doing that with which I can't. I, I don't know what my problem is. Like uh, with with certain things, I cannot remember the names of them. So I'm just gonna call this thing the Duck Stream for the, the end until the end. There you go. What is that thing called? Streamyard. Streamyard. Yeah. Streamyard. Yeah. That thing. Like doing a live uh, live stream thing where we did like uh, I forget what the fuck our idea we even said now we, was not Q yeah and a, we, but, uh, well we're we, talking we, about like favorite <clears throat> records or something cool something interactive though like yeah. you're saying like I think like, that's the name of the game right now you know like talk about like hey it's 1992 what were you listening right and then maybe do some Q and A or maybe bring a guest on and then have mm. like a Q and A type thing going on right um you know like 1992 what do you, <laughs> what about this one too? Angel dust. 
No, that's that's definitely hip hop. I'm trying to think what rap band. The uh, the Pearl Jam's Ten pops into mind because I graduated boot camp in '92, and that was like the album. I, I think it came out earlier, but I just remember that album distinctly. Yeah, did, if we're um, talking hip hop, that was pre. Was that pre Chronic or was that when was the when did the Chronic? That's what I'm come saying. Out? Did the Chronic? When did the Chronic come out? And I think it was right. Ninety ninety one. I think that's right when West Coast. Right when West Coast started really hitting. Because eighty nine was tipping them. Uh, um, 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 eighty nine and, and 80, 80, 89, 90. That was far. That was Tribe Called Quest era, wasn't it? The tribe was really hitting. Yep. Um, the Chronic was ninety two, December, 92. late ninety two, December. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's when when they, they took over. Like before, it was like Tribe and Farside and all that, all that kind of. Then then yep. West Coast came on and just kicked the door yep. in. You know, it's like, oh my God! Next thing you know, you got Nate Dog and and uh, my boy Too Short. What you know about Too Short? From the <laughs> too Short, dude. This is like the third or fourth like, reference. Time, surprised how yeah. many fucking times Too Short has come up on this podcast. True story, oh, right? Yeah. So, well, well, Vic had a buddy on here who's I don't know, Vic. You'll have to tell him about Jerry, but he was uh, we, Too oh, Short came up. Tylenol Jones, man, from Idiocracy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Dude, he was saying Too Short was his favorite rapper. And when I met one of my best friends, who was one of our first guests on this, uh, we, he was the first guy I ever like kind of played music with. Like, I got a $90 guitar and amp combo, right? And he had set up cardboard boxes with a little broom for a hi-hat. And that was our first jam, man. Like, so I've known this guy all the way back to like 1991 or some shit, 1990 even. And he said the day we met, we were the most two different different dudes. He was like, he had like a Motley Crue shirt on or some shit. And and what do you call, what did he say those pants were called? The jorts and some wrestling oh, shoes. And he had a mullet. Right. He just looked fucking ridiculous. And I'm sitting there like, who's this motherfucker? Meanwhile, I got my buzz cut, my Air Jordan sweatpants and two short written real big on my book cover. And he gives me shit about it. We were just like, who the fuck is this guy? We ended up becoming great friends. But, oh, dude, I had all those old uh, two short cassettes, man. <laughs> oh, man. Two short is the man. <laughs> too short is the man, dog. That's from from the bank, you know. And then that, that, cause like that song, they have the song, tap 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 in. Um, I don't even know how that song goes. But the first time I heard, it, I was like, she took that from Too Short. It's got the whistles and everything. Oh yeah. I was, I was like, okay, yeah. And then what? What else? You know what else I like? Used used to like a lot. Um, from that area was um. Ah, skipping my mind. Um, he's underground too. Um, MC Hammer. No, no, no. I, mean, I didn't mind MC, but not not MC Hammer. Um, oh God, I can't think. Talk about the Bay. You talk about the Bay Area. Yes. Um. Oh my God. Too short digital underground. That's all that's coming to my mind. Tupac. Um. No. You know, you know the Bell sounds. Bell you know sounds. The, the Bell sounds. The Bell sounds. Mm mm. The lead singer, no, knew Tupac. She hmm. hung out with Tupac. No shit. I was like, you should have started like, your conversation like that. Um, now, what's... Oh, the underground, too. It's going to come back to me. It's going to it's gonna pop into my head just like that. And I'm like... Because I used to be a big fan of mixtapes, too. All that stuff, you know? Oh, oh I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm like, I used, to, I used to be so into him. <laughs> I still am. You see my car, and I'm like, I just, I don't, 
I still like on my Instagram. I'll do little things where I call Ride With Me and I'll play different hip hop on the station 90. It's, it's called 90.3 or something. I have a throw me back station. I just can't get into the new stuff. That's the only problem. What's the latest thing you think you got it into, rapper wise? Lamar, Kendrick Lamar. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I don't even like, listen, let's let's keep it real. This is a real show, right? I don't I don't like Drake. Mm-mm. Don't like him. Why not? Everybody like Kiki. He love me. It's because he's Canadian. Me, no. <laughs> 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 Canadian don't even know anything no, about rap. I don't rap. know what it is, man. I, Maybe I'm a hater. I, I don't. I don't like Drake. I don't. Oh, Drake. Drake. Oh, okay. Drake. And who do you think I said? I thought you said Dre. I was like, what? Are, what? No, hell no. I was Drake. like, all right, that's weird. Is you crazy? I thought, Drake I thought, I thought, I thought it was some. Maybe it was one of those audio slave. He was like, <laughs> no, no, I like N.W.A. But as soon as he went solo, I can't listen to it. This is Ray back in 1992. No, I refuse to listen to the Chronic. <laughs> you should end the conversation if you really thought I said Dre. You should be like, okay, the show's over. That's Dre, what I was. No. I was concerned no. there for a minute. No, 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 no. He's a he's a great uh, rapper. I don't get ever. the whole Drake thing. He was on SNL. He he was funny and all, but. He's had like God's Plan was one of the like big number one songs, and I was like, man, this song fucking sucks. Like, I didn't get it, dude. I don't like him. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I do not like Drake. I can There's no. I like. I don't like. You know what? Hey, wait a minute. What be like the Scientologist? Be careful. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> 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 Take that back. I don't like. I don't like Young um, Thug. I don't, I don't like Young Thug. I don't like Drake. I don't like. Um, what about Lil Wayne? Oh, I love the But his wordplay, like that's Lil what I'm Wayne saying. Like, is like one of the top five rappers of all time. I got respect for him after watching that documentary because for before that, I'll be honest, I was total book by his cover. What I, uh, the the uh, hip hop evolution. Oh, that one. Yeah. Okay, so then one. I went back and I st- and I kind of like you know kind of gave some guys a chance and I kind of like I I was like oh I see the because I, before that I was just like man it's just like this tattooed motherfucker doing mumble shit like what the fuck is so, and I, and then I was like oh I see it's all free form that dude put out like 70 fucking songs in a year or something insane like yeah, yeah you need just, to listen to his mixtapes before he hit that lean that's that's what it was is the old mixtapes right that they were yeah, doing yeah yeah, yeah 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 the lean kind of got away you <laughs> You know, that was we the baby. You know, he's kind of like he kind of mumbles, but well, my introduction was lollipop. Still, huh? yeah, my introduction was lollipop from a bunch of kids that I used to teach that wanted they wanted to learn a little Wayne song, and I was like, oh, this sucks. They were always either like at the time, whenever the hell this was, that song must have been a big hit because they were every time I'd go in, they'd be like, they either wanted to learn Michael Jackson or Little Wayne, and I was like, all right, we'll do some Michael Jackson. <laughs> you taught him lollipop. Yeah, these fucking kids, man. They were like, oh, I learned life by my little way. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's got to be some boundaries. <laughs> the parents know you teach them a little way. Well, no. Little Wayne got some, so, so Wayne got pro- some underneath stuff. This was a program called Grounded in Music. It's actually how I met Dave Madden through this. Uh, he used to he he did it for a stint, too. And I met uh, Mike La- Michael Longoria. You know him? Yes. Drummer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, great guys, man. Yeah, yeah. And so... Uh, we all used to do that years back. And um, yeah, I mean, you would just go into like a bro- boys and girls club and they had donated instruments and this and that. But the kids, you know, they didn't have a lot. They were pretty young. They didn't really know much about music. That's kind of what they knew. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, man, this is terrible. Like this is <laughs> I was like, no, fuck this, man. We're going to learn some Michael Jackson, dude. 
<laughs> and then he turned out he ain't that safe either. No, I'm just I'm just playing Michael. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. That's a joke. These are jokes. These are jokes. I have much respect for Michael. Much respect. I yep. mean, I love Neverland. That that movie was hard to watch. So that, that documentary. Oh, I haven't seen that. Man. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. Man, I did see that movie they made though before he um Right before he passed away, and they were going to do all those shows in London, right? Remember, there was a movie that came out in theaters a few years back. I mean, shit, it's been over t- almost, it's been 10 years now, 11 years, but. Was that the uh, one with all the behind the scenes and like all showing the behind them the like stuff with the just, dancer oh, yeah. band yeah. and Michael? You know, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, I working yeah. his ass off. Holy oh, shit. That dude was, can, yeah. can you separate the man from the music? Like, can you, can you, can you separate R. Kelly from the man? I don't know if you listen to Arkell. I don't know, man. Like, I will say, like, Michael Jackson, whether he did those things or not, hopefully he didn't. I mean, the guy had some problems. He had some problems because of his childhood. Clearly, he didn't have a childhood. And I, I think it's still weird, but logical to understand why he kind of wanted to be hanging around kids and having a child because he never got to have a childhood, right? So that yeah. part makes sense. Now, if he was doing things with those children, that's obviously a whole other can of worms. But Either way, it's a little weird and strange, but you kind of understand like why he was messed up. And obviously he was like mega, mega pop star, famous king of pop went crazy. So we all know that. But but he's got this catalog. He did Thriller. He did all this great shit. R. Kelly. R. Kelly's not fucking Michael Jackson. So when R. Kelly runs around, starts pissing on people, it's kind of like I'm like. But R. Kelly in in the black community, the music he puts out. And I'm not an R. Kelly guy. I don't even like R. Kelly. Like he's another. He's he, to me, he's Drake. I, 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 I don't know like his. I don't know his catalog. I, I, fly. I just but know he has a song in a fucking uh, Space Jam, and then he goes and you know Bugs Bunny movie, and then he goes and pees on people, and that's just funny to me. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like yeah. so. Let's, let's say I always wondered, like, like so for for me, I don't like R. Kelly, so I have no problem just just shutting him completely. I love me some Michael Jackson, so. If these things are real, it's like I was thinking Art. to myself. Well, I thought I saw Never, Never, Neverland, right? And I was like, "He's got to be." There's too much smoke, right? But then Billy Jean came on the other, came on after that, a little bit after that. I'm still, oh yeah, don't raise your hands. Still, turn it off. Dave Chappelle talked about that in one of his stand-ups where he was just like, yes. someone was talking about Michael Jackson. He was like, "But he, but, but he did Thriller, man. You know, it's just like." It's hard. Like it's that it, shit it's is so hard. yeah, it's so time. You know what I so mean? Fine. It's like like can you separate yourself from the? And I would I would like to think I can, but man, and I and I don't know, man. You go see that movie Neverland. Yeah, I'll have to watch that. I forgot that that was a thing. It's 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 a huh, put him in a, in a bad light, man. And it's kind of like why would these why would so many people be lying? It's like yeah, it's definitely hard. You know what I mean? Definitely marred reputation that guys like Prince and a lot of others don't have. Yeah, 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 true, 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 true. But shit, man. I mean, some of the Michael Jackson production. I almost brought this up earlier when we were talking about studio stuff and mixing. And I, I you know, there's a lot of great Michael Jackson stuff. But one of my favorites, and just from a production standpoint, and the way the song builds and the instrumentation and stuff, is Earth Song. Man, I fucking love that song, dude. Which one? Earth Song. What, what yeah. album was that on? Uh, man, I think it was on the history, the in the history album. I don't know if it's a double album or whatever. I'm not sure if it was on something else or it was just a track for that. But go check out Earth Song, dude. That is a fucking 
sick jam. The bass in that song is so fucking badass. The mix is so badass. And it just it just keeps building and building, man. It's like one of my favorite fucking songs. What album is Remember the Time on? That, that's, I think after that, I stopped listening. Don't know. Vic, do you know? That's after whatever album that, that is, uh, I stopped listening to. That was after Thriller, oh. wasn't it? Well, it had to have been after Thriller, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was after Thriller. That was... Because uh, it goes off Yeah, yeah, the Dangerous. Wall. It was on Dangerous. Dangerous. And I wonder, dangerous. That was on Dangerous. I so it goes if off the wall. Same. Off the wall, then Thriller, then Bad. Thriller, then Bad. And then... I think might have been after that, yeah. But after that, I didn't, I didn't listen to, I didn't listen to anymore. Remember when Eddie Murphy came out with a song around them, trying to be all Michael Jackson like? Yeah, which, <laughs> is that the party all the time song? <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> like Eddie Murphy can play guitar, like it's part of his life, and they, it sounds like he's a legit musician. But man, that was bad. Um, that's such a bad song. <laughs> <laughs> such a bad song that got so famous. I don't understand what's wrong with you with the man. Man. I, I didn't know that was Eddie Murphy for the longest time, and then somebody told me, and I'm like, "What? Are you kidding?" Uh, you know, party all the time was Eddie Murphy. No, no, not when it first came out. <laughs> yeah, no, matter of fact, the only actor that I, that, that 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 would actor or, or whatever crossed over to music that and I liked their song was um Jamie um Jamie Fox. Jamie, oh, Jamie Fox is he's a badass though, dude. Jamie Fox is Juilliard schooled man. Oh yeah, but his song "Blaming on the Alcohol" now that I loved, I love that song. That's the only actor I know that went from that over that made an album. I'm trying to think. There's an actor first that that just made an album. Oh, Will Smith. But no, Will Smith was. No, Will Smith was a rapper first. Yeah, yeah, yeah Parents yeah, don't yeah. understand and all that shit yeah, in the yeah, late yeah. 80s. Yeah, he was a rapper first. He was a rapper first. That's right. That's right. I love Mr. Wilson. I love that show. I always forget about Will Smith, man. And he was one of those guys that was around all the way back then in the late 80s, you know? And didn't curse. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't like, he doesn't really get brought up. And you kind of, because you kind of forget that he was a rapper first. Because he's now, he's become such an iconic actor, you know? He was a great rapper, too. Yeah, yeah. Good wordplay. Good stuff. Summertime and all that stuff. Um, um, Matter of fact, there's something on, is it on Netflix? That the, the Fresh Prince revisited. I think that's on Netflix right now. Oh yeah, I saw a trailer for that. Uh, HBO Max on something like that. Speaking of HBO Max, Wonder Woman comes out this month. That's right. That's another thing I like. I'm a huge TV movie watcher. I, I love I love TV. I love I DVR everything. Um, what are, what are some Wonder Woman eighty four comes out? What are some huh? of your favorite shows? Netflix shows or whatever. Netflix, um, there's a stuff called, it's called Utopia that was really good. Um, the Undoing was just really good. Um, the best, the best, one of the best shows is The Killing. Have you seen that? I have not seen it, no. I've heard okay. of it. I can't I, remember what it's about. I bet everybody, I'm not, but I haven't lost. If you can tell me who did it on The Killing, I'll buy you a six pack of beer. Oh, Don't so go it's look at the a, a murder mystery Don't, thing. All right. Yes. Don't you got to You got to tell me before the last episode, because last episode they tell you. I did. I did my manager like that. I did another friend like that, and you will not. It is so. It's so well done. It's two seasons. 
It's so good, it, it doesn't even make sense. Well, I think it's three seasons, but the third season is not as good. It's not as good as the first one. The killing. The first two seasons. It's, in my fact, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to rewatch it. It's like me with Breaking Bad. Like I've probably watched that fucking show three times now. And like I remember when it came out, and everyone was like Breaking Bad. Break. I was like, eh, whatever. I don't know. Eh. And then I watched. I like watched the first episode. And I was like, oh fuck, this is pretty good. That's one of the. Wire. That's, I've heard the Wire is great, and I haven't watched it. But I tell you, the newest one I I love is fucking Ozark. Man, that show's badass. Oh yeah. That's really that Ozark, good. Ozark is good. That's yeah. really good. You gotta watch The Wire, man. Yeah, I gotta get on that, man. I have heard that's good. That is Sopranos, The Wire. Oh, Sopranos, yeah. yeah. You know, I don't like the way that they they have Sopranos gonna have a movie coming out. Pretty Sopranos. That's right. On Warner Brothers. Yeah. It's gonna. It's gonna. So you know the new thing I was because I listen to a lot of KUT. Um, Warner Brothers, all the Warner Brothers movies. Do you have HBO Max? Yeah, oh, I they're going to release all their stuff on. They're going to release all the movies that they do next year on HBO Max for a month. You can watch it on there, and then it's going to go away to the theater. So, um, and that they think all the other movie um, big companies are going to follow suit because they don't think you know they don't think the capacity is going to be back in time to do anything. So they're going to release it on HBO Max. Wonder Woman comes out this month, December twenty fifth, nineteen eighty four. Um and then um what else is what's that movie with the the Quiet Place? You ever heard yeah, of Quiet with, Place? With the John Krasinski and uh, Emily Blunt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good movie. That's supposed to come out in April. I think that's gonna come on HBO Max. I'm looking forward to that. I just that's I really miss the album of Draft House the most, man. Ugh. Yeah, it's a bummer, man. It's uh I that's one of those my guilty pleasure here and there is just, uh, well, I mainly do it for the popcorn, but I enjoy movies too. Popcorn rules. God damn, dude. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? They're popcorn rules, man. So I, I got to, I've been playing with a band. Have you ever heard a band called the Invincible Czars, Ray? Been around Mm -hmm. Austin for quite some time and uh, an interesting eclectic band. that's kind of started out with, I think some of the Zappetite tendencies and kind of, you know, just a weird quirky thing still, still has some elements of that. But started doing uh, uh, writing original scores to silent old silent films and those hard, old classic horror movies and stuff, and touring on them and playing draft houses and theaters all over the country, and uh, so I got to tour. Was supposed to tour with them twice this year, but obviously wasn't able to. But man, touring with them is the shit because we get to play fucking Alamo draft houses and stuff. And I just, did. Yeah, it's awesome, man. We show up, we fucking set up sometimes you got some downtime or whatever and you get you get some food you get some beers like uh it's it's pretty sweet deal yeah but you're not doing it right now though right are you doing it right now we're not able to do it right now obviously we did we did do a few halloween shows uh we did a couple of outdoor things and we did one uh uh, dallas show that was sort of like limited capacity in a theater with the outside merch sales and stuff it it felt pretty safe and pretty good but yeah well i think things now are just going to be total fucking shit show for the next few months man after Thanksgiving and Christmas, I think it's going to be like maybe the worst this whole thing has been. January may be the worst month of, of all, you know? Yeah, it's good. It's, we need a vaccine, man, but a lot of people ain't going to take hang, well, hang up. Like, I'm still, I'm still going. Just started. This was, I was like, <laughs> that, that's apologize. Apolog- yeah, yeah. No, but I, I just apologize on our half and say, oh, these fucking assholes couldn't get their shit together. It took an hour to get <laughs> Skype working. <laughs> We're supposed to watch it. Have you ever seen a show? Um, it says a thing on Netflix called Peppermint. 
Uh-huh. It's with um what's her name? With um I'm supposed to watch it. Um what's her name from Alias? Oh the Jennifer Garner. Ben Affleck's wife or ex wife yeah, or whatever. Affleck, yeah, Jennifer Garner, right? Yeah. It's Jennifer Garner. It's Jennifer Garner. I don't think so. I, don't I just hear her, I just hear her yelling. <laughs> Come on, shit. <laughs> What you doing? Man, we're in oh, trouble man. now, Vic. Oh man, it's so funny. She's cracks me up. I was hoping y'all could hear that. Hang on. Maybe she'll come knocking on the door. That make that that'll make good good TV. Hang on. Oh, she just started. That'll make good TV. There's, there's sometimes I mix I did I did another Zoom. And um I was no, I was I was recording myself playing and I was doing something over and over again. I couldn't get it right, right? And so I was hitting this note that I just heard her saying, shut your face. <laughs> and they caught it on the, they caught it on the thing. I was like, I'm going to keep this in here. This is the abuse that I go through. She is not impressed, man. <laughs> How long have you uh, been together? Uh, and why are you trying to, you better beat this one out. Because I'm trying yeah, to think. 17, yeah, 15, 16 years, 15 to 16 years. I'm like, what's called? My, my group, my parents saying, do she not get married. Do get married. Yeah, huh? she, she ain't gonna listen to this shit. She don't know. She you know what I mean? But one of her friends will come back. The snitches <laughs> out there. She'll There's tell her. Yeah, she'll tell her friend snitches. to listen to it. Did he say it's anything like, bad about me? Yeah. You know? There's a bunch of. I wish. I wish she could have got. That would have been great. Be like, you know, I up? bet you if I had, if I wasn't using this microphone and using my um, warm audio, it would have picked her up. These sure mics are great, man. They don't pick up anything back here that much. You know, these are great mics. Too. I actually, yeah. I actually, be stuff, you know, right? Yeah, uh, you know, I was using these on. Um, I I bought it to just kind of do this, but one day I went and tracked. These are really good on tracking. Focus. Dude, if Michael, you have a Jackson, good Michael Jackson used this on Thriller. Oh, you did? Yeah. Man, this is a great mic, man. It's yeah. like I had. We put that Teletronics on on the on it. Um, it, it picks up really good. I I I like it better than my damn um this tube mic I have down here. Damn eight hundred dollar microphone. As a condenser mic or what? The tube, the the other one. It's a warm audio, the U forty seven. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. It's the big, the big one. I like yeah. it better than that. I also have the um. I don't know if you can see this one. Like I have this warm audio. This one yeah. I use on the guitar a lot. Um, but if I had that one or that that other one, you could have heard. This right here, it just. As a matter of fact, when you get back here, you see the difference. You have to really eat these mics to really get a good sound. And I like that when I'm singing and I can kind of control when I'm laying, laying tracks down. I like that to be able to back off and have more control of my voice. Hey, it's more of a natural sound. Turn around and talk. I'm curious. Turn around? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear skept- what I'm saying? I'm skeptical because I'm afraid that our that Skype is all fucked up. Did you hear what I was saying? Yeah, but I don't know if it changed. <laughs> it didn't change. Are you even going through that mic? <laughs> oh yeah. All right. I am going through it. Yeah, wait. So when I'm back here, you can't hear the difference. Can you, Vic? Well, slightly, right? Slightly. No? Yeah. Wow, you can't hear when I'm right on it like that and right on it like this. Yeah, I don't know, man. Wow, that's crazy. Because when I talk on this mic, it gets super loud. Like I can hear it. Okay, okay. When I'm back here, when I'm back here, right here, it's a total. Di- put it like this. Um, let's see here. I'll show you. We'll do it. We'll do a mic test. Awesome. I'll show y'all. 
So let's do this. Let's do. Just gonna pick up this up. Watch this. Take this down. Check, check. One, two, check, check, check. Is this one even on? Oh, my mic is kind of. I feel like I'm hearing something more like a little different tonality, right? You hear that? Check one, two. Hey, hey. Can you hear that louder? Uh, It's hard to tell, man. You really can't tell the difference on that? So now I'm doing something. You know what? You know why? Because he's using this ancient Skype thing that that our forefathers used <laughs> yeah, when the well, pilgrims came over. This right. is what the pilgrims were using. <laughs> the point, we, it's a yeah. The, it's a little known fact that uh, we defeated England with the use of Skype back then. <laughs> our, Paul Revere was how, using Skype. One, two, like like this microphone is like what when you're singing. So let's say you're singing, right? And, and I'd have to go way back. I can still hear a lot of it right here. But when you use this, these, these um, what's the number of these things? I never know. Sure. Seven B. It took me SM7B. like five, five years to, before I could remember what it was called. Yeah, it's hard to remember. Um, this SM seven five B, whatever. Um, like this is like this is so. And there's, there's there's a lot of high sizzles. On this right. um, right. fact, I don't even like this. I only like this on what's called it. Really, only like it on string. Um, okay. on cello actually. Um, let me take this down. Let me turn this off. Wait. Okay, turn this off. Go, let's go back to this. Well, we'll uh, like these cranes. We're gonna have like, once we find a better platform, we'll have you back on the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to reach out yeah, and be like, nah, fuck Zoom. that. Huh? Well, for Zoom, as far as talking goes, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like Zoom for music, but talking, that's, it's, it's, it's great. I don't know what, what problem y'all are running into. Well, the, there it's were two um, problems. One is the audio kept ducking out with like, we talk at the same time. We're, we're about to fucking find out. Like, you're kind of a guinea pig on the Skype thing, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> so. Sorry about that. But no, oh, also, Lord, we don't have nobody. <laughs> hey, we need, someone we, we need someone we can just test out some bullshit on Vic. Oh, I know. Let's, let's hit up Ray Prim. <laughs> I feel like Rodney Dangerfield right now. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> he get no respect in this town. Oh, I, I don't want to work you up, man. I've seen what you're capable of. I, uh, <laughs> dude, I, 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 I hate to throw him under the bus, but I, I saw I watched a little bit of uh, a Bobby Sharon podcast that had you. And Les Fisher and uh, DJ Crash, that <laughs> DJ shit was Crash. funny as fuck, dude. I thought yes, I might, man. I thought I was gonna, I was like, maybe I should fuck with Ray a little bit. I wonder if he'll remember, because what what happened on that was uh, he was talking about his show, right? So I'll invite you to my to my festival. That's this way you can't say I didn't like you. Like Bobby was just getting toasted by you guys, oh, and then yeah. and then he made the mistake of going. This was my favorite part. He goes right. He goes, but when you guys do a show. What you need, and he did this thing where he's like, you need the cream, you need a big name on the marquee, <laughs> and Ray, oh, shit, dude, I was fucking crying laughing, man. Ray was like, well, what the fuck? Ray, Ray was just like, what, what the fuck, Bobby? He's like, put my name up there. <laughs> I, remember, I remember, what do I get, because I remember, every time you go to Bobby's show, you, you're drinking, and, and and they always try to put me on there with Les because me and Les go at it, and and TJ Crash he's just he's just laid back, 
But I do. I think I remember. Oh, that's when he was doing. I remember now. That's when he was doing that show um, for um, had Poe Dunk, right? Is that when he had Poe Dunk on there? Wait, why did y'all mute? I can't hear I y'all think- now. God damn it! Sorry, it's my dumbass. No, he, that was uh, he was. It was you and less than uh, DJ Crash on that show. I don't know what Podunk is. No, 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 no. I mean, th- he was having a. He, he has his annual show. Yeah, his and annual he show. Podunk t- playing. Like Podunk. He had Podunk no, playing. no. Podunk didn't play. He didn't. No, nah, it was like Dangerous Toys was the headliner for that this last year. I don't think Podunk played. I've been but on Bobby's. I've been on Bobby's show so many times. I've yeah, been I've been up there. In. I've been up there a few times myself, but I and I was like, fuck going to Georgetown. I'm just going to Zoom. Well, and now I hate Zoom, so I don't know. <laughs> Does he Zoom now? Because he asked me back. I was like, man, I ain't, I ain't leaving the house to do no interviews no more. It's like, yeah, like did he, did, is, is he still doing, is he still doing the show? It's not. Yeah, he's he not going there, right? No, he did some Zooms, but I think he's had some people back in there, too. So, mm, yeah, no. I'm, I'm fucking happy with this for now, man, until... Him and his hot sauce made me an ass. Oh man! Fucking, well, I noticed. He's gonna get arrested. On that video, there's a pair of ripped up pajama pants hanging on the doors because from when Omar got fucking hammered and went and ate a goddamn uh, Carolina Reaper right off the bush and then tried to tear rot Bobby's fucking pants off. I guess maybe I, Omar probably doesn't want that to get out there, but it, well, it is. <laughs> look, man. Look, y'all gonna see him Bobby on Dateline. <laughs> <laughs> That fucking hot sauce don't make no sense. Like he doesn't, he has no license. He don't know what he's doing. You Someone's shouldn't be die. putting that many Carolina Reapers in a freaking hot sauce. He's gonna get. He's gonna. I'm telling you right now. I'm calling it right now, Bobby. If you're listening, you need to stop. You don't. You don't know what you're doing. You don't put that much shit in the hot sauce thing. So you're gonna tear somebody's insides out. It's like, I man, I went and I smelled that thing off that thing. I was like, oh hell no. Hmm. Can I did that hot sauce challenge. Oh, wait, you did it? You ate one of those or no? No, I did. You ever watch that show on um on YouTube? Yeah, we talked about this, right? Where they have wings and shit. Oh, hot right? ones. Yeah, me yeah. and Baby C. It's on my it's on it's if you're in a, if you're in my group, my um promotionalizer videotape group, me and uh-huh. Baby C did the we um our manager bought the bought the hot sauce uh-huh. sauces and we made the wings. Man, that one where they say the bomb. You know the one that's called yeah. the bomb? Yep. That shit is no joke. It just boom exploded in my mouth. It was the it's the highest thing I've ever put in my mouth. I took my hat off, I threw it down to the ground. I was sweating. The only thing to say this was ice cream. It's on my page. Well, that's you a good idea. It. It's a, so we did it, we recorded it. And you that's what you should do. Like what I was waiting for somebody to like do something like that, like do a do a duplicate thing of it and have people eat the that bomb is no joke, man. It's nasty. It's like it tastes like battery acid. <laughs> no, that's the thing about when you get that hot with those sauces, it's like it's not even about flavor. I like spicy food, but it's not even about flavor anymore. I remember when I was in England, there's this stuff and then I've seen it here too. Have y'all ever seen this thing called Dave's insanity sauce? Yep. Dude, and it says like on the label, like don't do this if you have heart conditions or asthma and all this kind of bullshit. And and it, you know, it's a you know a joke, but it probably works for like used for to spice up your food and also you know clean hardwood floors or whatever the fuck, right? And it's like that shit had been sitting in my. I was staying with a friend of mine in England, and it was like in the cupboard. And so finally one day we'd always get these like pizzas every Friday or something. I was like, all right, I'm gonna try a little bit of this. And I had like two 24 ounce Foster beers and a 
cup of ice and all this bullshit. And I, and, and the guy that like made the bet to me was like, he actually, I was going to put a little bit on like a little bit of the pizza and he just like fucking starts dumping. I'm like, dude, Jesus. So anyway, I eat this piece of pizza and it was just like nothing I've ever experienced, man. Like you said, dude, I'm like taking you put it on the, it was on the pizza. Yeah. And I'm just sweating, Ugh. profusely sweating. I couldn't, no matter what I was drinking, like I couldn't get it out of my mouth. It is just like, my friend was like, um, are you okay? Like <laughs> I was like hyperventilating and yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how people do it. I don't know why people want to do it, but I have no interest in doing it. There's a thing on Netflix called Champions, and oh, it's a peppering yes. contest. Uh, I saw the cheese rolling contest. one. Huh? I saw the cheese oh, rolling cheese episode. Roll? Yeah. Have you seen the pepper one? Not yet. Not yet. They do because the guy who makes the Carolina Reaper, he throws it. Okay, so so they you have to eat 13 peppers. Okay, to, to get to win, the carrot and then it goes it goes from the you know mildest will to the hottest. Now you know you heard about the Carolina Reaper, right? It's number six on the list, high thirteen. Jeez, I thought that was supposed to be the hottest pepper, like in the, in the United States. It's the hottest pepper that you can buy. Oh God, these are ones he genetically made for this contest. Oh Jesus, it was number six on the list. It was, and then the guy who won. He can't feel pain. He was sitting there eating those peppers like it's nothing. Like you gotta see it, man. It's the craziest show. It's called Champ Champions. Hang on. Bye! Champ, champ, champ. Man, I gotta get going. <laughs> All good. All good. We're 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 actually uh, approaching. <laughs> I wish you could pick this up. Hang on. Let me let me turn this microphone. <laughs> And you put it on, put on, put on blast. Oh shoot! Oh, that ain't gonna go that far. So I bet you this might pick it up. All right, you, you heard it here. Domestic, domestic uh, quarrels in Ray Prim's home. Here on eclectic soundtracks. Can you hear that? No, you can't. Let's see if she. This, this is a strong microphone. Let's see if she yells again. Okay. All right, let's see if that picks it up. She's so funny. She's so funny. What time is it? Oh, shoot, it's 9.22. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, look at No wonder why she's like. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, what have we been in here? Sorry, Ray. Uh, yeah, an hour and a half. I mean, we didn't start oh. till fucking, you know, what, 7.30? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I guess you're trying. Yeah, we were trying to, but yeah. we're trying. I guess you're right. We're pushing two hours. I was saying most most podcasts run about two hours, so we're. I was, for some, but it don't feel like I like that. I felt like I was like, why is she all getting all crazy? Because <laughs> yeah. here's the thing, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. For some reason, when you said it's tomorrow, I was thinking Saturday. And I was like, why? Why would we Saturday? My thing says Friday. Oh well. So we made some food. I was about to sit down. And I have my oh, phone shit. there. I have my phone, and then when you send that, send that first text, I would be able to get the email. I was like, "Shit!" Oh shit! I said, "Pause, pause the movie. I got, I'm going to do this real quick." And so, <laughs> we done like, got Ray in trouble, man. <laughs> shit! <laughs> That's what she's like. Okay. Like, why? Why is she? But then I, I remember, I was like, "Oh shit! That's right." So <laughs> I, I, I was like, "Oh my god!" I totally. But I, not that I forgot. And it's, but it's even on my it's even on my schedule for tonight. But I just thought for some reason when you when I asked you 
I was like, because usually people do these interviews and they'll, you know, like on a Monday, they'll remind you. But you never said anything. And then on Wednesday, they'll remind you. And then I saw you post. I was like, you know what? I think this is fine. I bet I maybe Skunk even forgot. Let me let me see what he says. And then when you said it's tomorrow, I don't know why I thought Saturday. Because I even thought it was myself. probably pretty late last night. Yeah. Or yeah. I don't know. But oh, yeah. Anyway, it worked out. You're in trouble, but it worked out, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good luck with everything. <laughs> now Ray's just pushing it, though. Now he doesn't want to go because he wants to He wants to get, hear everybody get his sister. It's your wife, right? Get riled up. Your, your spouse. Well, you, might, you might as well. It's my Texas. When Texas were, were considered. Uh, Legally, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Common yeah, yeah. law. Common law, common law, common law. There you go, common law. Yeah. Wonder why she's all wrapped up. Oh, man, my food's cold. Oh, man, I want to warm that up. This is ramen. You you, you ever eat Whole Foods ramen soup, the ramen soup? Man, most things Whole Foods has is fucking badass, so I'm sure it's good. Yeah, that's what I got, the Whole Foods Foods ramen. Well, I don't don't have the ramen. I got the the rice noodles. Rice noodles and chicken and cabbage, and I'm trying to eat eat well with my Peroni. That's that's what I consider. Well, that's what I consider. Whenever I have noodles, that's my closest to Italian. So so the noodles that I have in that, what's called? I was like, oh, I'm going to go good with these noodles. Uh-huh. Ray's over here eating ramen and claim it to be Italian. <laughs> Japanese well, it's the rice like, noodles. The it's the rice noodles. <laughs> whenever, that, so whenever I have noodles and everything, that's as, as close to Italian. Okay, uh, you got to go to uh, uh, get, uh, what's that? What are that shit called? Uh, I love it. Those, oh, chow, may, may, what is that stuff called? Chow mein? Oh, the chow instant mein, stuff? No, you're talking about, um, um, I mean, I know it's lo- like Chinese. Oh, lo, 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 lo mein. Lo mein. Yeah, lo mein. Lo mein. Well, you're over there putting marinara sauce on it <laughs> but that's the thing about um italian food i don't eat cheese right so a lot of a lot of the good dishes that are real good dishes like the science and the cheese and and, and tomatoes tomato based food gives me um heartburn right so so i really can't go that route anymore but so whenever i get noodles like this thing that has a lot of noodles i was like well this about as close as i can get what's a good beer that go with that and this Peroni. So actually, it all makes now, now it makes sense. Yeah, now I see where you know what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> so we, we brought it all back around. Up. Tied it up. <laughs> I'm not sure if we. Well, we learned something. I don't think we 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 went the route I thought we might, but we learned some things about you. You don't know the difference between Italian food and Japanese food. <laughs> I do know the difference. Well, actually, ramen's not actually Japanese food either. It's just a it's just a soup. I don't like not not the Whole Foods version. It is no. Nah, I literally think I saw something about ramen and something in a Japanese restaurant on a cooking show recently. So now I'm just rolling with it and claiming like I know all about ramen. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually have the. She has the ramen ramen noodles. I have the rice noodles because I don't. I don't like the ramen noodles. I like the rice the rice noodles, but they're smoked chicken. Mm. Mm. It's good. Oof, I gotta be going. That sounds. That's a total uh, man way to end a podcast. Like someone's like smoke chicken. All three of us like, yep, fuck yep. this. Let's go eat. I want to fire up the goddamn grill now at nine thirty p.m. I'm I'm interested in seeing how this is gonna turn out because I I've never 
I, I hope, man, hopefully it doesn't like record and look like what we, like I've been looking like. Oh, it's going to be terrible and we're going to have to re- get you on the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> this I've, I've like, failed you, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll put it up there and we're going to do some editing. So you're saying stuff like, uh, I'm a huge R. Kelly fan. I love uh, Audio Slave. I love Audio. Yeah, I love, my name is Ray Prim and I love Audio Slave. <laughs> <laughs> Right oh now. hell no! Nah. Don't, don't, don't make me don't don't make me get the ghost of Johnny Cochran out of your ass. Jesus, anything but that, man. Right, I'm not, I'm not anything to do with Johnny Cochran, dead or alive. I'll stop right now. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on here, man. Yeah, it's a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Well, I'll talk to y'all soon. I don't know how to get out of this thing. How do I even get out? You hit the you hit the hang up button. Hang on, let me sign oh. off. Uh, have we stopped recording? No, no. Go ahead. This is great. This is a great ending. <laughs> it represents how we started this thing. Complete and total confusion. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We've had Ray Prim, eclectic, prolific, amazing rapper, and uh, <laughs> fantastic singer and uh, an Austin musician artist who came down here, fell off a swing, and uh, fell in love with the city. So thanks for being with us, Ray. It was been a, it's been a total blast. Thanks and, for having uh, me, about. You don't understand. I Just like the rest